Hello and welcome to another episode of The Late Apex. Uh, we're on episode number seven now. So if you're uh, into your statistics, this might possibly be our last. But given the guests that we've got on this week, I don't think it's going to be. Something tells me that this one's uh, going to get quite a few downloads. Um, I've got um, Jamie back with us this week and uh, the baguette has returned from France and Spain. Um, Evening. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, good, mate. Good. I'm all sweet, mate. Good to be back. Um, we've all seen the video, Tom. Like, I remember, I think it was 2010, John McGuinness gave that press conference where he's talking about Chafidge. Got to ask, mate. Yeah, have you, have, you, have you ever struggled with that, mate? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you know that uh, cream that I uh, always post about for my cycling, the Essence of Nature cream? It's not actually for my butt crack, it's for my uh, old boy. <laughs> Be a foot-long subway. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the intention in that video. I can't believe James actually slime-moed that. I can't that. can't believe it's not butter. That's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> how, how much time did you spend fight, like getting that pause moment, Jamie? Because you must have been um, there for fucking ages. And by the way, was, you must, was, you've got eyes like a shithouse rat as well. <laughs> I was The best way to do it is, if you've got it, just kind of hit like, uh, play, rewind, play, rewind, play, rewind, play, rewind. Like, do that really, really quick. And you can see it just swinging back and forward. Like, <laughs> you see the full like video. Big, Check like Big Ben. <laughs> like, like a metronome. <laughs> yeah. no, it genuinely was a big app. Class. How, how, how did it get on with your testing? Yeah, yeah. So good. So, so good. It was, uh, yeah, th- oh, this is the most prepared I've ever been for a race season. Um, obviously, we got three days at Califat, which had two days messing around on, on sorry, sorry, yeah, two, two and a half days messing around on, on a pit bike in, in Benidorm, uh, followed by two days at Cartagena, and then another three days at Guadix. And I was doing long sessions. My bike fitness is brilliant. I was getting up early in the morning, cycling the track, going for runs. And yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever been this 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 well prepared. So fingers crossed we can actually do something this year and uh, yeah, get the get the turn the tide back in my favour because for years it's it's all gone a bit tits to be honest. So uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I've got the love for the sport back again and not that I ever lost it, do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. it ends up grinding you down a little bit, all the effort you put in and then you never really get anything back from it. But Start, Starts to feel a little bit disillusioned. Yeah, big time, big time. I had a, a few good opportunities, which I think I slept on a little bit. And not only that, I had, to, I had some bad luck and stuff. But mm. yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm back. I'm riding for myself on my own bike. All I'm really doing is, is racing my own 600. And I'm just doing it my way. And uh, yeah, I just can't wait. Just buzzing for it. I'm looking forward to seeing how the, uh, the season pans out for you, mate. I really am. Um, and yeah, you might uh, be uh, standing on top step, hopefully. Same as uh, Jamie at the weekend. Fucking Mr. Winner. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've been as happy as I have been this last week <laughs> in a very long time. I, was, I, I, I get I, I get quite emotional and um, it was it was one of them evenings, I'm telling you. It was what, a, what was the lesson you took away from episode four? Uh, be a, have a more positive mindset. Uh, it, was, it was a lot, lot more succinct than that, though, wasn't it? It was be cool yeah. and win shit or something like that. Yeah. Be uh, state, no. Uh, be more cool or something like that and win shit. Yeah, yeah. And I just went and went and did went and did exactly that. In fact, I had a lot of people message me saying things like, you know, didn't didn't this actually happen? And yeah, it was really good. We um, it's a new it's a new team for me, and we kind of 
got together really um over the winter just texting each other and got asked if we fancied doing it and i was i was like yeah so we went to snetterton kind of not really knowing what we were gonna what we were gonna achieve um qualifying i went out first and it was absolutely pissing it down and i, I couldn't string together any decent times at all came into the pit swapped for steve who went out there was a red flag so he came back in we sent him back out to put in some laps and by the time we wanted to bring him in and send um simon out you know it was too late so we we kind of qualified p9 and then throughout the race which was shortened from a three hour down to two and a half hour we were going out and we were just reeling people in abs you know every inch was just chewing up a bit of tarmac spinning it out and and throwing riders out behind us and we ended up in class p1 uh which was my first podium and in in the championship p4 behind like mss ads you know so adss and, and fs3 racing so really great result i don't think we've imagined that f- for one minute Ma- massive, massive, massively chuffed for you mate I wasn't so chuffed when you filmed me like a giddy kid in a sweet shop like, <laughs> when I was halfway through my tea. Rich, I won, I won. <laughs> and- Got in the van and I was, well, what happened was we, we we went up and did the podium and, and whatnot, went back to the van and loaded up all the van. My wife and Carson jumped in the car and headed home. And I went over to race admin just to say to the guys over there, like, thanks, thanks for a great show. Um, see Paul Rennie and the, the the team and that lot and thanked them. Got in the car, uh, so we got in the van and I was just thinking like, this is where, this is where my brother would be like, you know, jumping up and down and yeah, hundred percent, like grabbing hold of me and hugging me and just being like over dramatic and I was just getting a bit emotional in the van. I was like, I'm going to phone everyone. <laughs> no, I've, I've mate. I, to be fair, I was proper chuffed that you phoned us. Um, yeah, I, I was buzzing for you. My mistress was like. Oh, you fucking, you're acting like you've won. Like, yeah. well, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just happy for me, mate. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah. but uh, anyway, gents, this podcast isn't about us and we've got a gleaming guest on with us this week. So I think we're best crack on, um, especially given the news that's come out today. Um, because this week, what we're talking about is the BMW F900 Cup. Marcus Thatchell, welcome to the podcast, mate. And thank you for uh, agreeing to come on. How are you doing? Yeah, all good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. No, no, it's absolutely our pleasure. So, F900R Cup, tell us all about it then, or at least what you know. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be going to be exciting, isn't it? It's uh, definitely going to be really good for the fans to watch. Um, it's going to be good to be a part of as well. Um, bit of bar bashing. Uh, yeah, it's going to it's going to be good. Uh, is it? Is it some? Is it something that when you saw them publish it, you were just like, "Yes, I've got to do that," or or is it was it always an aspiration to go into like a feeder series in BSB? Um, not really, to be fair, because um, when it first came out, I saw it and I thought, "Oh, that looks good. That'll be decent to watch." Mm. And then because my dad's got the uh, road bike, he actually kind of planted the seed and said, "Oh, this will be good for you." Yeah, and then I didn't really think anything of it. Uh, I registered interest. Um, when it first came out, and I thought I'll just wait and see and find out some more details and decide later. Mm. Um, and then I didn't hear anything for 
probably a good couple of months and it were getting close to end of the season. I think I were at I were at Cadwell in October for the last Thundersport meeting. And uh, I'd, I actually bought a 600 um, to be in no limits in the Super Series. Um, so I came home from Cadwell with Arnie Shelton's old um, ZX6. And then from there, I got um, I got an email and then just, I don't know, it kind of just went from there, really. Um, wow. Just decided to swap. So... Uh, so- it's got to be, you've got to be excited excited about it though looking at the uh, the grid lineup oh yeah 100% yeah um some good names going in and there's going to be some good wild cards as well throughout the year yeah. uh, which will be exciting i think uh, one rumor is uh, Troy Corsa so oh, that'll be oh wow cool. yeah oh. so that's going to be uh, from what i've been told um it's going to be brands in the summer yeah he's I- specifically asked for that apparently as well so that'll be really good but essentially, from an outside looking in, essentially what you've done is agreed to jump in a shop window, yeah, and yeah. help in advertising this bike, and that that's what the series is all about. It's about selling volumes of this bike for BMW, um, and we'll get onto the announcement that's been made today. But from that, it looks like BMW are throwing the kitchen sink at this, yeah, like get get getting their riders onto it because I know that, um, um. Michael Rutter is also doing the first two rounds, isn't he? Before the yeah, SB yeah, proper right, kicks yeah. off. So that'll be cool. Share, yeah. share a racetrack with him. Yeah. Um, and hopefully try and beat him as well. That'd be cool. Yeah. He's definitely not a, not a slouch. He's definitely still got it. Yeah, he's still got it, hasn't he? I, I wouldn't be surprised to see like to John McGuinness. I know he's un- under contract with Honda, I imagine. But yeah, I wouldn't be, just, wouldn't be surprised to see the likes of him and... Uh, yeah. There'll be a few road racing boys, I think, jump at the opportunity for that as well, you know? Yeah, I think later on through the year, I think there'll be a lot more like established riders fancying a, just a one-off wild card or something like that, so it'll be good. Mm. Mm. So t- tell us about the bikes, thanks. You've been testing them out in Spain, haven't you? Yeah, testing out in Spain. So um, it's basically as it came as a road bike near enough, apart from we've got KTEC fork internals, we've got KTEC shock. Um, that really loud arrow exhaust system. Um, yeah, that's really loud. First time I heard that were at the NEC in Birmingham, the motorcycle live show, yeah. and I could not believe how loud it was. It's unreal. Would you say it's sort of a, a louder, louder sound than, than your ER6? Is it even throatier than that? Yeah. Massive. I don't know. I, you give it a good rev and you can feel it in your chest. <laughs> <It's not laughs> I, I was wearing uh, earplugs. All in Spain, and my ears were still ringing at the end of the day. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah, you'll have to get used to that. <laughs> yeah, they've supplied it with a baffle as well, which I think we've got to run this weekend at Donington, and that's supposed to kill it down to 102. But, yeah. Uh, God knows. If, if, they're, if, if they're that bad, there are no, there's no way that you'll be allowed to run it full volume at, uh, at Donington. No, definitely not. It the, looks uh, like um, quite a quite a decent bike. I mean, out the out the box. The specs aren't too bad, but the things you can add on it. What does that really sell for, Jamie? Have you got that? Uh, like- just under, just under, just over nine thousand. So it's, uh, I think it's nine thousand and ninety pounds for the F nine hundred R. And then you can spec it up like, like you wouldn't believe. You comfort pack, touring pack, ABS Pro. Jamie, Jamie, this is BMW we're talking about. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very believable <laughs> that the. See the bike we've got is actually a base model. Oh, is it? So uh, you can get them with like key fobs and yeah stuff yeah. like that, heated grips, traction control, all that stuff. The the bike that we've got is uh, just key 
normal ignition start. Um, it's not got like heated grips or anything like that. Hmm. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't need it, yeah. does it? <laughs> I don't know. Might be cold next week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so they stick on a HM quick shifter that's got the auto blipper in there as well, which I've actually never used an auto blipper before. So that that were a little bit weird uh, out in Spain. You just feel like you're being a bit mean to the gearbox. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's, that's, that's... it's a funny one to get used to, isn't it? Because did, did, did you still go for the clutch at all? Or yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first couple of days, um, going down box for the first gear, and then I thought, oh, actually, I don't, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. So, did yeah. You, do you ever find it? On, on the on the GSXR that I rode, uh, the flipper, when you're going down, say three or four gears, do you find like it it surges a little bit? With, with obviously, yeah, it's I giving it a little bit of a throttle. Did you find that on that? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, more when I were getting a bit more up to speed. So like mm. the last day, mm. as we were rushing into a corner, I'd go back a gear, and you you'd feel a little push forward. We've almost got to account for it and, and expect it in a way, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's, it seems all right, and. What I like about it is it's going to be all a level playing field. So same bike, same power, same everything. It's it's all down to who's on it, really. So, yeah, whereas it's not like that in Super Twins. Mm. Oh, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that side of things because it was a little bit of a struggle last year. Um, just trying to keep the bike optimum power. Um, obviously, with it being a Kawasaki, it's... They're not the most reliable things ever as well. But yeah, I'm looking forward to yeah. where we where where were you racing last year? Uh, I, know, Thunder, you, I did Thundersport in the Super Twin class, the right. GP2. So, yeah, yeah. The, the year before you were at Emra, same time as me, weren't you? 2021. Emra, yeah. So um 2021 were my first season back racing. So I actually raced nine years before that. Mm. Um so yeah, I started racing when I was 15 on a 125. So, yeah, we went um, first first championship I raced in was the Auto 66. Right. If you, they used to yeah. run with us mountains, stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, um, we did that. Um, first year, I just bought a Aprilia RS 125. Uh, I ended up winning that championship in the first year. Quite small grids and not really special. And then we moved into the super teens after that. Um, did all right apart from breaking my leg at the first round. I went into qualifying and then uh, silly mistake, broke my knee. Um, and then just after that, it, I didn't really do anything special, really, to be fair. When I was younger, it was more just um, turning up and riding. I, I didn't really have much passion for it or like that. I wanted to do it, but I, I don't know. It just it, it didn't work out. We went from super teens and then uh, we bought a ZX6. We did last couple of rounds of. Uh, st- the Thundersport used to run a stock 600 class then so I did that gelled alright with that and then uh, ended up in Triumph Triple Challenge with Tom probably won't remember that no 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 I don't I don't <laughs> yeah I would get at the back <laughs> <laughs> yeah again I just I struggled um, at the end of that year that's when I stopped racing I just um, couldn't, couldn't get to grips with it I, I ended up actually being quite scared of of riding really it were mm-hmm. it were weird um yeah really immature and just i didn't really have the mindset for it mm. um i think what you needed uh, back then was probably just a lot of bike time um yeah. and maybe maybe the triple challenge you didn't get a great deal of, 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 of bike time we were sort of limited with our practice and whatever but yeah maybe it would have it was just a bike time thing but 
So you, you're, you're back to make a, uh, a resurrection? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it were, I think it was about nine years. And then uh, it was weird how it all came about. I was, I was looking to get back into racing anyway. I fancied, I fancied getting back into it. I felt, I don't know, I just felt ready to... Like your unfinished more, business. More in sort of thing. Yeah, unfinished business, yeah. And that's kind of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing this year. Yeah. Because uh, we're in the drive truck challenge. And I just, I just thought, uh, once I got back racing... Uh, I'd like to kind of finish where I left off. Get back at national park. Yeah, yeah. What, what was uh, the route back? What, what did you jump on when you when you jumped back on a bike? So this is this is where it gets a little bit funny, really, because uh, I was looking on Facebook Marketplace and I just literally put in the the search bar at the top race bike, not looking at anything in particular or anything like that. And the first bike that came up was a Honda VFR four hundred, and I was like, I recognise that bike. So weird. And uh, it turned out it was actually my dad's old race bike. No way. <laughs> so it was kind of like fair. It was honestly so weird, right? So I clicked on it and I was like, they're exactly the same wheels. And, and they're not really, they're like uh, blue on the inside, but like polished on the outside. Mm. Yeah. It's not really something that you'd see on any other bike. Yeah, quite unique. Yeah, so that and it had the twin stack exhaust, uh, maxed in suspension. It were all... Kind of there, but it just looked different. Uh, it obviously been like crashed and stuff like that and raced or whatever. And uh, yeah, I messaged the guy and I said, "Can you just tell me a little bit of history about it? Um, where did you get it from? If you know, knew who had it before that?" And it, it all checked out. Um, That's brilliant. And I thought, I'm "Gonna have to have that." I showed my dad, and I was like, "Come on, let's go." And we went that evening. And uh, I made the silly mistake of saying how much I wanted it in front of the guy, and it made it <laughs> a bit too much more for it. So we're like, oh yeah, but I don't know. We've got it, and we've still got it, and we're going to keep it forever. So yeah, uh, really good. So I um, jumped on that. I went to first first track out. I think it was like the week after. Uh, I bled the brakes just to make sure, and then I thought, right, I'm having it. We're going out. Went to uh, Blighton Park in Gainsborough. But, Good little track, really. Uh, went out there, loved it, and then I thought, Do you know what? Last round of Embers coming up, I'm just chuck an entry in. I kept my race license all the way through, I just kept renewing it, yeah. Um, and I did that, yeah. So we did all right. Um, I qualified fifth at that meeting, it was September 2020, and then uh, I had uh, three seconds, no. A third and three seconds or something like that because I did two classes. I did the F400 class and the Open 500, mm. and I, I led the last race. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win!" And I just, <laughs> I just got pipped on last lap. So, but I was like, that ignited the fire again. So I thought, not having a lot of money, I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna go and do Emra again. Uh, so I did the full season. Yeah. Um, went to round one. Um, basically first first race back. After that, um, wet, miserable. Hey, that first round was minging, wasn't it? Yeah, it was gross. Frick, and gazebos wind, flying everywhere. Oh, it was fucking... it, it, it were awful. Um, but I, I didn't buy any new wets. So I remember that round, it was pissing it down. And I thought, oh, just stick these in that came with the bike. And they were mm. like really old, horrible wets. And they just didn't work. Yeah. I were absolutely useless. So we bought some wets there at the track and then I were back back up. I think I got third in the last race. Not like nice one decent, but before we went there, I actually entered the 
uh, Spring Cup at Oliver's Mount. Yeah. Something I've always wanted to do, and I always wanted to do it when I was younger, but... This was in the first year of getting back racing? So yeah, yeah. Uh, Oliver's Mount yeah. was my, if you count that, race meeting in September 2020. It was my third race meeting back racing. And, and you, <laughs> let, you left the Triumph Challenge feeling scared, scared to... to... Almost, yeah, almost yeah, scared yeah. to ride a bike, and then you're, you're back, and then you're doing, you jump into road racing in your third meeting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair play yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, how, honestly, I absolutely how, loved it. How many years were you out of racing then? Uh, so it was 2011 that I were in the Triumph Triple Challenge. Yeah. Um, and then that first meeting back was September 2020. Wow. Uh, the, 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 the ACU let, let you just keep your clubman license? I had national license, so I just kept I kept renewing just, it. Uh, yeah. I did I did the odd track day every now and then. It weren't like I didn't ride a bike yeah, yeah, all yeah. that time. Um, I actually tried to come back into racing years ago. Uh, we bought a ZX six, did a couple of track days, and I just I still didn't feel it. I was like, no, still yeah. still not mm. for me. I'm not interested. Sell, sold it, bought another bike. Um, it kind of went on like that every two to three years sort of thing. It'd be like buy a bike, go on a track day. Nah, still not interested. I don't know what it was, but like a switch just flicked and I, okay. want, I wanted to go back racing. So um, if your head's not in it, your head's not in it, is yeah. it? It's, it's, well, it's that, got to be it, yeah. this game. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, yeah, it's might be naivety on my part. I, I thought with the ACU, if you didn't race for five years, you, you lost your license entitlement as it were. Um, I think that's if you let it lapse. Hmm. So if right. you don't, if you don't, if you don't renew uh, your license, you don't renew it. You've got to do everything again. Right, I'm doing the that, right. I'm doing the right thing then because my license is still active. Yeah, keep it going because you never know. Yeah. Oh no, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I did. I just kept renewing it every year, uh, going for my eye test when that ran out and renew it again, and then I'd like book a track day and hmm. it just it just rolled on like that and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what changed. I don't know whether it was just growing up and wanting to to do it again. Because ever since I was a kid, all I ever wanted to do was race bikes. Yeah. Literally being a, a child watching my dad racing, um, and watching it on TV. That's all I ever wanted to do. I just wanted to be a motorbike racer. Like show and tell in first school were all about motorbikes. You know, what I mean? <laughs> that's all it was. I didn't give a shit about anything else all the way through school. Um, and then for me just to kind of give up on it, um, yeah, it didn't really, didn't really go down well uh, mentally. I suffered with it as well because I'd 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 gone through everything and started on a one two five and done this and I got up to the Triumph Triple Challenge and I just felt like I didn't put my whole effort in. Mm. I felt like I'd just given up on myself. Yeah. Um. So that yeah that kind of took its toll mentally on me over the years. Um, I think I don't know. Maybe that was the driving force to coming back, jumping back on a bike and just giving it everything because I want to. And yeah. it, it was my dream when I were a kid. So why give up on your dreams, sort of thing? I, th- I think, de- regardless whether you make that conscious decision to hang your leathers up, whether it's temporarily or permanent, whether it's a conscious effort or you're forced into it by injury, it don't make it any easier. Mm-hmm. And, and anyone anyone that says they can walk away from this game and not bat an eyelid, they're a, mm-hmm. I'd I'd call them out as a liar. Yeah, um, you, you say that about sort of the the dream. Like when you're a kid, the dream is obviously to to get to MotoGP or and, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But as you get a little bit older, the dream is literally just to ride a bike and just no yeah, matter what no matter just, what you're doing, where, where you are, just 
just to the ride a bike that is the dream isn't it so it's it doesn't matter yeah, what yeah. you're doing and, and you're back now living it so yeah when imagine. i when i was a kid all i wanted to do uh i were a big uh cal Foggerty fan mm. yeah so watching like uh late 90s when my dad sat in the living room watching world Superbikes, watching him scream at telly and how like passionate he were about it and stuff like that i absolutely loved cal Foggerty. That, and, that, uh, that era was mega. Pierre Francesco Killian, yeah, all them. Yeah, it was proper. And uh, yeah, all I ever wanted to do, I wanted to be like Carl Foggett. I wanted to be a world superbike champion. And that, mm. that's what I wanted. And I kind of feel like I just gave up on that. Um, I didn't actually stop at the end of 2011. I entered um, a meeting. So we kept the triumph over the winter. Uh, and I entered the first round of Derby Phoenix in 2012. And uh, this this is where it kind of where it all got a bit emotional and ended. Um, so we went out in qualifying. I qualified around, I think we were like second row or something like that on a stock bike, and it was like mm-hmm. a mixed grid between stock bikes and like super sport bikes. So it was actually quite good at what I was doing. And then we went out in the first race, and it started raining. And we were all on dry, so we were only like lap three or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched someone crash in front of me at the gooseneck. And it was like a biggie. And then all of a sudden, the rain just started coming down. But the, the race carried on. Mm. And I went from like, I think it was like seventh or something like that, sixth, seventh. And I just dropped right to back within a lap. And then I pulled in. And I just said to my dad, I said, I don't want to do it anymore. I want to go home. I was actually in tears. How old, you, how old were you at that point? I've been 17. Yeah. 17, 18. Uh, yeah, I and just pulled feel, in and did, I just said I don't want to do it. Did you feel like that because of because of the the incident you just seen just before you, or do you think it was something that had been there prior to that? Prior to that, um, so 2011 at Cadwell Park is when uh, Ben Gautry died, and that kind of so I raced through the super teams with Ben, mm. and uh, I actually spoke to him the the morning of his uh, accident, so that was playing on my mind a little bit because it was the first time back at Cadwell since that. Yeah. Um, so that that was in my head a little bit. And I think that guy crashing in front of me, it kind of just, I don't know, it just, just got Tipture. me. Tipture yeah. the edge. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes it takes the bigger man to to walk away from it, though. and it, Or not necessarily walk away from the sport, but walk away from a race like that. And if, if your head's not in it, it's, it's, yeah. it's better to say, look, not today and, and try another day. So, yeah, yeah there's no, no shame in that at all. Yeah, talking about it now actually brings it all back and I feel a little bit... It's the same, actually, with, <laughs> yeah. with Ben. Yeah, same. I think that was yeah. my first experience of uh, obviously someone like I knew or, or, yeah, anyone sort of dying. Yeah, yeah, back back yeah. in the day. And then obviously not I've had nice, to go right? through it a fair bit. But, yeah. Yeah, it's not nice. Not nice. Not a nice part of the sport. No. No, definitely not. But, but it's, every... it's a reality. It's a reality and it does happen. And uh, it's, a re- it's, not, it's, re- it's not knitting. It's not knitting. Yeah. No. no. It's, a, it's, a rea- it's a reality. And I think if you were able to speak to everybody that has succumbed to injuries through motorbike racing, if you were to ask them, would you do anything differently? They'd probably all say that. Definitely not. They'd be like, crack on. Yeah. Because they loved it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how many people? as well. He were... how, many, how, how many people can actually say they've tapped out doing something that they love doing? Right. I, I, I live right by the M6 here, and there's an accident every day where they close the motorway, every single day, without fail. I can't think of a worse way to go than getting sandwiched between two Arctic yeah. lorries on my way back from work, stressed to fucking hate in life. 
You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So yeah, but right. So anyway, let's get back to this F nine hundred cup. In fact, no, let's press pause on the F nine hundred cup because we were talking about your your rise up through Derby Phoenix and all that kind of stuff and the triple challenge. Now, the last time I saw you turning a wheel, Marcus, was at Scarborough. Uh, Are we there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, it, it, fair dues, mate. You look like you were going well, which is why I was really surprised when I saw that you'd entered this because I, I'd not. You naturally think somebody that's going through Oliver's Mount is then going to go towards the Manx and and that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So it is now you're going down this road. Is that the roads completely put to bed, or is that to be revisited? Mm. Hopefully the wife don't listen to this. <laughs> she's um she's kind of against it really, to be fair. Um it's more of a compromise staying away from the roads. Um just for the sake of like my son and my wife. And yeah. I, I don't think my dad really wants me there either. Um as much as I'd love to do it, um there is there is a, a bigger risk to, yeah. to racing on the roads. Um Oliver's Mount that meeting, I absolutely loved it. And yeah. uh yeah, going there, it was my first time there as a novice. Uh, I think I qualified. It was were, it were wet for the the, the um, newcomer laps. So I absolutely shit myself. <laughs> but then we went out in qualifying. It was just a little bit greasy and stuff like that. And uh, I think I ended up seventh in qualifying, which Isn't? I was yeah. over, the, over the moon with. Over the moon with. I, I looked at the timesheet and I didn't believe it. Um, after that, it kind of went a little bit wrong with a um, bit of mechanical issues that we, we couldn't really find, and we didn't find it until just before the last race. Um, so I had a little bit of water from, from them newcomer laps in the ECU. We just got in the plug, and I don't know whether it were when the bike were warming up or something, but it'd do like three laps and then cut out. So we went into race one. Crap start, just kind of didn't know how to take that first turn, you know, with everyone rushing into it. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of stayed on the outside and stayed out of trouble and just thought, just get some laps sort of thing. Um, and then, yeah, the, the bike died after like four laps. And then it died after two in the second race. And then we swapped out. We had a spare. So I had like an Ignitech um, ECU on it, which was supposed to give it some more revs or something. I don't know what it did. It was supposed to be an improvement. But I had the standard one with me, so I just plugged that in because we saw a little bit of water around the plug and the bike was fine, ran mint after that. But unfortunately, after that, they put me last on the grid for the last race. Um, so, yeah, that were a bit of a, a bit of a bummer. That I lost yeah. my grid position for it all. But how, how did you do in the race after that? Uh, I finished seventh overall. There you go. Uh, and I would, I would catch in Adam Giles as well. Uh, were, I think Joey Thompson won on a 250. There were another 250. And then there was our the fifth 400. To be fair, if you're if you're going into a lightweight race at Scarborough and Joey Thompson's on that start line with that 250 that he's got, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a game. Yeah, he missile. is freaking rapid on that thing around there. Yeah. I kind of like those races, though. You know when you're at the back of the grid, you've yeah. got absolutely nothing to lose. There's no yeah. pressure. Yeah, I love it. I actually love them kind of races. They're brilliant. Right, I did all right. So I was twenty fifth on the grid, and I think by like lap two or something, I were up to eleventh. Yeah, and it was there like, you go. 
Yeah. It's, it's not like Scarborough's not a track you can't pass on either, is it? It's plenty yeah, of passing yeah. opportunities. Well, it, it was good fun. It was nice because everyone just seemed to come to you. Mm. And you were just, lap by lap, you could see everyone and getting closer and closer. And last lap flag came out and I saw Adam Childs and I was like, oh, I just need to get him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just missed out on that. I think I finished like 1.5 or two seconds behind him. He's uh, done some laps around there as well, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So buzzing about that and I absolutely loved it. Uh, just a shame that I didn't get to get the full races before. Um, but yeah, that was the last time and then it all got shut down. Oh, was that before COVID? That was just before, yeah. Yeah, because mm. yeah, that was going to be my next question because after COVID... Oh, we wait, might... no, it was before all the... Oh, the, sh- yeah, the shutdown for yeah, the... Yeah. That, yeah, it was before that. So I was hoping oh. to go last year on the Super Twin, but the meeting I was going to do, um, it clashed with, I think, Alton Park, Thundersport. And I was, I was like close to top three in Thundersport, the championship sort of thing. So I couldn't really lose out on the points. Yeah. Especially with, it were double points as well. So unfortunately, it clashed. But yeah. So the uh, the Manxes uh, watch this space then. It's a no at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a black card on that one, haven't you? Yeah. You never yeah. know. Yeah. So to be fair, I I completely get it. I I don't think you can go into a a ra- you can get away to a degree with short circuit racing without support of your family. Hmm. Um, but I don't think you can get away with it on the roads. You, When you put that helmet on, you need to be 100% content that the people around you have got your back. Yeah. Um, yeah you need a good support system in any racing that you need, you yeah, need yeah. really. Um, it's, it's not really, I don't think it's going to happen, to be fair. And to be honest, I think the homework and the the you've got to know where you're going there sort of thing. You can't yeah, just yeah. turn up and do it. No. You've got to really spend some time beforehand, like well, putting in the yeah. revision, don't you? Yeah, mm, big time. Yeah, yeah. You can't just turn up or watch a few on boards and expect to to go there. You've got to yeah. really want it. So, yeah, fair one. One thing that we've uh, pushed out on the podcast socials this week is we're encouraging the listeners who are racers themselves to send us their race reports. Anybody can send uh, an audio recording using the mobile phone. Tell us how you've got on over the race weekend. And uh, yeah, if it's entertaining enough, we'll broadcast it. So this week, out of a cast of one, we've got Nicky Williams. Uh, he's racing with no limits. And uh, this is an account of round one at Snetterson. Hi, everyone. Um, Nicky Williams here from Oddballs Racing. Um, Jamie's asked me to share a little race report from the weekend, which was round one, Snetterton with no limits. We're a new team this year, basically four mates who got together. Um, three of us done it last year for two different teams, just for a bit of seat time. This year we've all got together. Um, me, Aaron Wright, Tim Walsh and Simon Aldridge. And we run in Club and 600. Um, me and Cy do the sprints as well. Friday test day, obviously absolute washout, just... Rain all day, basically. I, I sat the whole day out. Um, I think Tim and Aaron went out and done quite a few um, sessions, but it was showing Saturday it'd be dry, so I just thought, for one, I was a bit paranoid, but um just thought there's no gain if it's going to be dry. What was the point? So basically, I, I sat it out, which turned out to be a wrong choice. Yes, yeah, Saturday morning was my first wet quali for me sprints. So I was sitting there thinking that sort of, probably most of me grid were thinking the same sort of thing, a bit nervous and not liking the rain, so... Just got on with it, and yeah, surprisingly, I've ended up finishing P13, which for me, um, never obviously raced in the wet before, was 
was a good result, and I actually felt pretty comfortable in the wet, which was sort of weird as well. But then um, it's endurance qualify, uh, quality, yeah, quality for the endurance at when was it Saturday, sort of lunchtime ish. Um, Tim went out first, put us in P three, and then Nobby here goes out. Um, I think it was lap, yeah, my second lap at Oggies. I just tucked the front basically. Um, yeah, bad luck. I weren't on the throttle, weren't pushing hard, just coasting around the corner and lost the front. So. Um, no major damage, just slid, but the bike was landlocked. So I couldn't get the train spot and I back over to the garage. So um, it turns out, yeah, so we had to go back of the grid for the start of the endurance. Um, Aaron had problems with a cylinder, so he couldn't get the bike going. So it all changed. It was going to be three of us. Aaron ended up doing a pit board. Simon come back in with us. It was me, Simon, Tim. So then, yeah, endurance, Saturday afternoon. A um, little bit dryish, a little wet. Damp track sort of thing, but um, sorry. So we started from the back of the grid. Side went out first, <laughs> absolute legend within first corner. It got us up to second in class, even though it was out of six on our grid or our championship. Um, yeah, finished his sin, got us into first, I think, on lap three, held it, and then second, um, I was out. And now I've gone out thinking that I'm, I'm going to lose some sort of places, and you know, second, third, fourth, whatever it'll be, but. Somehow, miracle, I think I lost set to second for a lap or two and then managed to get it back. Held first, which is just pretty crazy for me. And then Tim's gone out third, same thing, held it the old time. So we literally led for, I think, for about an hour, 40 minutes for whatever reasons, whether the other teams had problems or, I don't know, but somehow we we led the whole thing basically for about an hour and 40 minutes, which was sort of pretty weird. But um, then side's gone out on the next stint, the fourth stint, his second. And he put it was drying out. It was a dry line right the way around it, but I think the most of the track was sort of starting to dry out. He put a rear slick on front wet. Um, come in after three laps, basically with no grip. I think it was slightly spitting here and there in different places. But so I've had to get ready to go back out again. <laughs> yeah, this is where it all went fucking wrong, basically. So I've gone out not expecting it. Um, I think there's about 35, 40 minutes left, so I said I'll finish. And within, I think I've done three or four laps, and within literally about five, ten minutes, just dark. And then I've realised I've got a dark visor on, so I couldn't see anything, literally. I couldn't, the pit bulb was out, I couldn't read it, couldn't see what was on it. I couldn't make out an actual apex, I could see it, but I couldn't make out exactly where it was. So every time I was going down the straight, I was um, flipping my visor up, but obviously then as soon as you're tucking in, it was snapping back down again, and then you're going from braking in six, trying to whack your visor up on the front brake, it was, it was just stupid, but... I'm still thinking I was in first because not many bikes went past me, but it turns out I think I dropped to second or third by now. But um, yeah, so I carried the race on and I thought I might have been first, second, but it turns out I got taken on the last lap for fourth. And then I was coming around um, two bikes in front of me, flying up the back of them, thinking, what the fucking hell's going on here? I'm still racing and they're waving at crowds. And that's when I realised obviously race was over and I missed the check of flags. I couldn't see it, I couldn't see a thing. So. Um, yeah, endurance done. Um, we finished in fourth, obviously, in endurance from first, which is a bit of a kick in the teeth, but it is what it is. And then, yeah, me two races, two sprints the next day, sort of dry. Um, first one in wet, second one was in slicks. I think I was um, back of the grid because I missed the race on the first day. First one, just a normal, uneventful race, don't really happen. I think I finished 14th, 15th, and then fifth on the grid for me, second sprint. And I think I got to, well, I basically just held it, I think 14th, 13th. Had a few battles with Annie Maycock, um, Jack Allen. Blake did well, as always, good boys. And yeah, that was it. So, lesson learned. Don't race in a dark visor and endurance.
unless you're Jamie, obviously, and then you'll probably end up winning your championship. And um, yeah, that was it. So just say quick thanks to Jamie and the other two for asking me to do this. Um, there's me five minutes of fame over, so back in me box, I suppose. Right, oddballs out, and see you as Cadwell. Right, Jamie, he's your mate. You need to fucking queue him up. Because <laughs> the other two, the other, the other fucking two, is clear, one is clearly never heard this. Two, I've met Nicky loads of times. Um, wow. Yeah. Nicky, massively uh, fucking upset at that, mate. You just, the, you just, you just need to work your way up that, a, you know, that list, that that celebrity list. I'm clearly an A-lister now. But, but that's <laughs> it. I, I, need, I, need, I need to get back in. I need to get back in No Limits. Paddock can get myself on podium, don't I? And then it, then, then he might remember my name. Start reminding people that you're still about. Yeah. Like, oh, I ain't seen Richard in a while. <laughs> and yeah, he clearly needs to download your film, Tom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That yeah, Nikki, Road of Giants, uh, watch it. Job done. Right, anyway, yeah. So if you reckon you can do a better job than Nikki um and send in some entertaining uh race reports, then yeah, either myself, Tom, or Jamie, uh, or even Aaron Hans as well, send send us the uh the sound bites or through our social media for the podcast and send it that way if you want. Um and yeah, if it entertains us, we'll stick it on. And All some right. nudes for me. <laughs> yeah, well, what's this about you uh, getting knocked back from OnlyFans? Yeah. Oh yeah, bloody cheeky gits! They've, they've emailed me today and they've said your account has been rejected. I was like, what? So, um, reading it, the, what they want is they want you to to tag in your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter, and all that sort of stuff. And at first I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to do that because I don't want everyone knowing I'm, you know, I'm going down this route. Um, but I, I looked at it and I started reading it more and they start to tell you that they're not actually going to, you know, publish any of that for anyone uh, to see. So I thought, oh, I'll give it a crack. And then they come back today, your account has not been approved. Basically what it was is they wanted some photos of me driving license and stuff, just, you know, the, the usual verification stuff. So I've resubmitted that. And I've got all the pictures, pictures of me feet and that lot already to load up on there. Old Rory Skinner's had to give his like details and all his socials <laughs> and that. Well, I don't know, probably. That's mega. That no, wouldn't it? MotoGP team goes uh, goes <laughs> OnlyFans. That's mega. <laughs> Do you know? What? I think that's going to be a spin-off on it. Though. I think they're actually going to genuinely it be a thing for OnlyFans. Like it'd be like football teams maybe will be on there, and I think it might actually genuinely be a spin-off rather than just. Yeah, feet pictures, pictures, yeah, yeah. pictures of Jamie's feet and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see him going. I could see a future in it. Yeah, I could could see him going down the same route as like Patreon. Yeah, mm. so Isn't like that what it's actually made for though. I think it and is just loads of naughty people got Ge- hold of it during lo- <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> during lockdown. Good looking lasses realised actually I could just get my bangers out here and earn a few yeah, quid on side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On subject to race. Uh, Raising funds, and how do you go about it, Marcus? Because I know that it's the bottom end of the budget in the BSB, but it's still not cheap, this F900 Cup, is it? No. Um, yeah, it's uh, been just a touch more than what they actually said it were going to be, uh, mainly just buying spare wheels and stuff like that, just the stuff that you need, even if you're changing a bike and changing to a different manufacturer or whatever, 
Um, yeah. you, you need to buy all this stuff anyway, but it's stuff that I didn't think of. Um, I'm quite lucky where as I've got a lot of local businesses that want to want to help me out. Mm. Um, and it all stems from doing that first season at Emra, really. Yeah. Um, from then, that was just me funding it. And just I chose Emra because that's all I could afford to do. And yeah, so from there, I'd started doing like race reports on Facebook. And uh, a lot of local people were reading them and commenting. And it were, uh, yeah, pe- people just started offering. Yeah. Offering a bit of help or uh, I'd approach them and they'd be like, oh, yeah, what? It's mainly just local businesses. Um, you ho- don't you host a piss up in your local pub as well? Yeah, every year, yeah. <laughs> but I don't actually drink, so <laughs> I don't get to get pissed. <laughs> Do you? No, That's no. brilliant. Um, yeah, so the first year I did it, obviously we won the Emra Championship, so that looked quite cool because I had shitloads of trophies. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually put in the the bike that I've ridden that year, and then if I've got hold of a bike that I'm riding the year after, I put that in as well. Um, and then I just do a little bit of a review, uh, talk about how the year went and all the ins and outs and stuff. Um, so a lot of people like to hear it. The people that don't come to the race meetings and the the I've had a lot of people, the race reports that I did, they, they like to read them. Um, and I got a lot of comments saying that they like how um, in-depth I went with yeah. it and saying, I don't know, we're changing wheels and we change suspension settings or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, do a little bit of a talk and just just go through the, the season round by round. And then uh, I do a little bit of a fundraiser there and then, um, just like one of these supporter clubs that everyone seems to do. Um, and yeah, it goes from there. Usually the supporters clubs, um, the money that I raise on that night usually pays for like, like this year it's, it paid for me to go out to Spain. Yeah. Testing. So it's it's obviously a massive help just to get that initial ride out of the way. And yeah, it's a big help. So, um, But most of my sponsors are just local businesses, people that I know. Um, one recently uh, came on board halfway through last year because um, I do car body work as a job. Um, we actually repaired a car for um, someone. I don't know if my dad knew him, but it, can, it were a recommendation through someone my dad knew. And then he came into the office to pay for the job and he saw the trophies on the shelf in the office. And he just, we just got talking. Yeah. And he wanted, wanted to see a bike. And then, uh, yeah. That's, that's the way a lot, how a lot of it comes to you, though, isn't it? It's just... Being in the right place at the right time, talking to the right person. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, feel yeah. free to, uh, yeah. Is, is he a company owner? Like name drop these people. I've given them a bit of exposure. By all means. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, this guy that I'm speaking about is. Uh, you'll see him on my bike this year. He's actually come on board and he's uh, uh, PH Europe Good Assets and My Medic, which has been a sponsor for yeah the uh, uh, start of last season and then stay on board for this season as well. So. Yeah, put it on the podium and uh, give him another shout out there then. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's a couple of others, smaller businesses. There's like EV Automotive, which is um, Matthew that I used to work with. Um, He started his own transport business, so he's helping me out a little bit. Um, There's uh, NBC Building and Groundworks, which is another local company that I've just uh, ended up being quite good friends with. And he's just helping me out big time. So, and then... A couple of uh, new ones that have come on board. There's Rotherham Insurance Brokers, 
he just uh, attended my like end of season do um, with his father-in-law and just, yeah, just wanted to get involved. So he, he liked what I was doing. Um, That's mega. So yeah, this 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 e- evening with Marcus that you put on then every season. Yeah. Does the la- speaking to the landlord? Is it just regulars <sighs> that go that that are that end up going to it, or do you attract other people into the pub who otherwise so wouldn't be drinking in there? The, the bar is actually a, another sponsor of mine, Ten uh, Fourteen, uh, based in Homeforth, and uh, basically what I do is he puts out like a bit of a flyer, and I just put it on my Facebook page, invite people on private message that I think would be interested in coming along or anyone that's just liked or commented on any posts throughout the year. Um, anyone that just shown interest that or are into bikes. Yeah. I just invite them along and just, yeah, that's it. Just come see the bike or listen to me ramble on about my season and have a drink and some food. That's it really. Yeah. Fair play, fair play. So, when it comes to chlorine money in, how nice would it be to win the seventy-five grand purse then that's strapped to this F nine hundred cup? Well, to be fair, I think it's. I don't think one person can actually win. No, it's it's a it's a it's, it's split it's, up, isn't it? It's, it's a purse but for the season, isn't it? The, the prize money per race, it's a bonus. Yeah, um, I'm not doing it for the. The prize or the S one thousand at the end of the year, if you get it, it's a it's a bonus. Uh, I'm doing it because I want to enjoy my racing. If I was gonna... if I was to have asked you that two weeks ago, would the answer be the same? Yeah, hundred percent. Fair do. For me, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I signed up to this before any prize money were even mentioned or yeah, yeah. anything. I, I I just want a level playing field where I can kind of show what I can do, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, don't know where I'm going to end up. Might be 15th, 20th, don't know. Might be up front. But from the work that I've put in through the winter of just smashing the gym, diet, just making sure I'm 100% ready for it all, um, I, I don't, I'm not going to turn up and just finish 15th. I want to be, I want to be right up front. Yeah. Whether that's going to happen or not straight away, we don't know. Um, I've got my targets and goals that I want to do. And it, it is what it is. You just go and enjoy it. Have some fun. Yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So, obviously, we were talking before we, we pressed record, um, so I know I'm not leading you down into a, a topic that you you don't really want to talk about, but it would be remiss of us not to mention today's announcement with Rich Cooper got, jumping on board. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of people on social media that are jumping straight on the back of the fact that Rich Cooper's fast as fuck and likely to win a number of races. Mm-hmm. Um now I've looked into the um I've looked at the the regulations and the way that uh, they're sorting out the grid positions and all that kind of stuff. And I've got to say it looks like it's going to be really fucking good to be fair. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I and I don't think anybody can take anything on face value that's going to happen no. in the... No. I, I just say bring it on. Just another yeah. competitor in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's got a lot of experience. He can definitely ride a bike. Um, but yeah, bring it on. I might learn something. Yeah. Uh, you know what? In the loosest possible terms, I raced with Rich Cooper at Darlymore. Um, I think I raced him to the to like the first corner, and then very quickly 
I was racing away from him, so I didn't get lapped. That's tended to be how it went. Yeah. Um, but the guy is salt of the earth. He like he gets a lot of fucking flack at Darlymore. And he turned around and said, Look, I just want to race. I'm not asked about prize money. I'm not asked about uh, trophies or anything like that. So he rel- he actually relinquished his championship points at Darlymore just so people would get off his back. Yeah, um, yeah. And he actually goes out of his way to help people with advice and all that kind of stuff. He's a, he's a top bloke. Yeah, well, I've never actually met him, um, but you, you can just tell he's a, he's a nice lad, isn't he? And um, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be good. Um, I'm looking forward to the challenge of being on track with him. And if I can try and be anywhere near him, it's it's going to be good for me. So. Yeah, but it'll be a learning experience, won't it? Exactly, and if I can be near him and battling with him, um, hopefully that'll be mm. nice. Um, then yeah, like I said, I might learn something. It might bring me on and make make me a better rider. So yeah, there's there's positives there. Um, yeah. I know how everyone else is looking at it. It's just the initial. I don't know. I think it's the initial shock of it and thinking, how am I going to beat Richard Cooper, sort of thing. But end of the day, we're all on the same bike. Yeah, he's only human. He's not unbeatable. Do you know what I mean? He's just there to have fun. There's other factors. There's other factors that I've picked up on as well because you're only you're restricted to using the Pirelli SC one, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's got a quite a narrow temperature range where it can work at its optimum. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and given we live in the British Isles, I would imagine that you're going to have a few uh, skittish moments, as it were. Everybody yeah, will. It, it seems to like the warmer temperatures that tire, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 See, all last year I used the Auron Metzler, which is basically the same tire. Mm. Um, I used the uh, two on the rear. K two, yeah, yeah, K two. That's it. And I used that all year. Um, and obviously with us being in the UK, that kind of just worked for me. Yeah. Um, but I actually took some scrubs out to Spain, and it was warm. We got a heat wave out there while you were all throwing snowballs at each other, <laughs> and uh, the k2 just just shredded yeah we've been so warm we were like 28 degrees every single day um and it, it just shredded but as soon as i put in that sc1 i put a, a pair of pirellis that i'm going to be racing on all season yeah um perfect really nice wearing uh and lots of grip as well mm. but it did enter my mind that it's not going to be as warm as that over yeah, and especially yeah. at places like thruxton as well yeah Hopefully we get a nice, a nice, uh, some nice hot weather there, like we did. Well, like they did there last year, but yeah, yeah, you pro- definitely you, come into it. You'll probably get two or three rounds out of the eight that you're doing where the the temperature is going to be optimum. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but no, it's, it's the same for everyone, isn't it? So exactly yeah, for everyone, level playing um, field, isn't it? No one's going to be running a hard tire or a medium or whatever. It's that everyone's got what they've got, and you just go out and go for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Jamie, have you got the regs up there, have you? Because this grid format thing's proper. Um, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit mind-boggling. It's, yeah, it's... it's... It I mean, I've, not, I've not really looked into it. Um, I, think I, think, it... I think we all go out in practice together and we all go out in a quali- qualifying... Qualifying practice, is it called? I'm not sure. A qualifying practice. And then from the lap times that you're doing that, then goes it you get split into heat races but as far as i'm aware it kind of goes first into heat race one second into heat race two and they kind of split it that way yeah um and then the top 13 from each heat race 
go through to the main event. Yep. I think the next, I think the the rest of the grid go into a last chance qualifier race on the Sunday morning. And I'm not sure if it's the top four or six from that. It's, it says here that the six, the, the six riders from the heat race podium finishing positions will draw from a ballot for their main event grid position, occupying grid positions one to six. For riders finishing outside of the top 13 positions in a heat in the heat races, they get one last chance to get into the main event by virtue of the Sunday morning late, the LCQ race. Last chance qualifier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really... I think it is going to be a good race. Yeah, it's set out like a Supercross-style sort of layout, isn't it, really? Yeah. With the heat races and then a main event. It's uh, definitely going to be exciting. So what's how many how many laps is it per race? So we were told, I don't know how official this is, but we had like a bit of a... Um, before all the prize money were announced, that, that evening we had like um, a conference call with... Stuart Higgs, Steve Plater, mm. everyone who's involved with it, and a lot of the riders were in there as well. And I think they said that the heat races were going to be 10 laps, but the main events were going to be slightly longer, uh, probably around 16, I think. Right, yeah. yeah. I hope so, because that would be quite good to get a, a longer race. Um, but I don't know. I'm not sure. That, but that would be good. Fin, Finn's race is a... About ten ten lap races out there. Yeah, obviously it depends on the on the on the track or whatever. And I think they go by miles, don't they? Um, yeah, something like that. I'm not not overly sure how they work it out, but yeah, yeah. Because it, it's it's because if it was like a twenty odd lap race, then there is the opportunity for for the the guys like your Dom Herbertsons and your Richard Coopers to clear off from the rest of the field, isn't there? But if they're mixing up the grids like this. And it's a short ten lap or sixteen lap sprint. Hmm. It's they're going to be hard pressed to work their way through because there's ta- there's talent all the way through that 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 grid. It's not just like there's thirty odd guys wobbling around and then two big hitters. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be the whitewash that everybody's painting on social media. I really don't. No, I don't think so. You've got to remember everyone's on the same bike as well. Yeah, same bike, same tires, same everything. So yeah, is. Like Richard Cooper, he's got great ability on a bike, but there's there's top club racers that are not they're not crap at riding. Do you know what no, I mean? No. They're obviously doing it because they think that they can win it. Yeah. Uh, myself included. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, I, I'm not a superstar on a bike, but I'd like to think I can do all right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think th- I've seen as well. There's a lot of people slating Rich for for coming into it. Um, not it's not him though, is it? That's not that's not fair for him because does does he does he sit and say this is what I want to do or is exactly. this a, a, I, I, a team thing? Yeah, it's you know what. Even if it is Rich, even if it Rich Cooper has gone out and gone, look, I want to do this. Fair fucking play, I say, because you know what is he's got a young kid, he's a family man. Yeah, well, and, I think as far as I'm aware, I think that's kind of what's happened. Really, yeah. I think Richard just fancied doing it. People who sit on the sidelines and watch BSB completely forget that it's almost a full-time job in itself, finding the funding to get the rides that these guys are on, regardless of how talented they are. So if if it gives him more family time 
to have to claw in less money to be able to do it, then you know what? He's he's got just as much right as anybody else, I'd say. Yeah. And it, it's something different as well, something different yeah. to what he's done previously. I know he's done the other one make series that have been, but he's been in Stock 1000 and Super Sport and everything. This is just something fresh and new, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might just fancy it. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly, yeah. So, why not? Yeah. He's done, he's done a bit of everything, you know. He, he won the Northwest, didn't he? And I know it got, he got disqualified in the end on the, on the Super Twin, but he jumped yeah. straight on that, that and he was he was just rapid straight away. And he's yeah. doing CB500s at um, Oliver's Mount this year as well. Yeah, yeah. Which that'll be that, good to watch him around there. CB500s is going to be carnage there. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah, that's going to be good to watch. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to come down for that. Yeah. So Dom Herbertson's. Uh, entered that class as well, aren't he? For oh, was it? Amount. Yeah, Brilliant. yeah. Um, and uh, Leaning's doing it as well. Will, Will Leaning? That's going to be an is exciting it? race, then, mm. isn't it? Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. So get yourself on a grid, Rich. I've got another five signatures to get yet. Oh, have you? Yeah. So do that in a couple of weekends. <laughs> no, I'll I'll get there. I'd, you know what? I'll I'll be brutally honest. I don't think it'll happen this year. I'll be very surprised if I enter a competitive race this year. Um, but rather than just running in and going mad, I'm just going to do a nice progress. I need to get this race sorted. Um, like yeah, I said, there's no point rushing back and then, then, then making life worse for yourself and then never coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, th- I think I think really what I ought to do is instead of chucking a couple of grand at a bike, I ought to chuck a couple of grand at Booper and pay private. Uh, but I think we'll that would what, be smart. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, jump with one of those. Um, what do they call them? Chambers. Hyperbaric uh, chamber. Yeah. Um, I use so, one of them. They're really good. Or, or yeah. Is that but, is that is that the is that the lower temperature one? Is that what that is? No, no, no. no that's, that's, hyperbaric uh, chambers air pressure. Right. Okay. Um. So there's one in Nottingham. Um. I did look at going in it for for my spinal fractures. Um. Uh, I don't know. The 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 thing with the mascarefoid is it's still got blood supply. Um, it's just not uniting. Mm. So they recommend the sooner you get in with, with, with hyperbaric oxygen treatment, they recommend the sooner you get in after, after you 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 break the bone or whatever, the, the better. So now that you've left it a little while, a little while, <laughs> yeah, a long while, it, it might not have the same sort of effects. A lot of people that have broken collarbones and, and the collarbones not knitting together. Yeah, um, I've known a lot of people that. It's happened to, and then they've jumped in the hyperbaric, and it's done bug rule. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I know they do recommend it. The sooner you get in there, the better. But uh, not the, to say the, it won't work. There, the, there is also the fact that, um, my bones are as young as what they used to be. Um. So, but I'm I'm doing everything else that I can, healthy diet and all that kind of stuff, and um. But yeah, it just just wants to stay in two bits, doesn't it? The stubborn bastard. They'll be right though. Thing is, you're using it plenty, aren't you? So it's not like yeah, you so know, like a bone needs that that movement to, to yeah. knit together, doesn't it? To, to I, I think anyway. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I bought a thing called a power ball, mm. um, and that's been brilliant with uh, like keeping the keeping the flexibility in the wrist and stopping it stiffening up. Um, it it just have you ever used one? Yeah, loads. Yeah, yeah. The the great. It's just a, a simple thing. It's like a pullback toy, and then you just keep gyroscopic effect, and you just keep that rotation going. Um, and that's been brilliant for building the strength. And um, instead of having to, um, instead of recovering the injury, I'm I'm trying to 
build train a coping mechanism. Yeah, train yeah. around it. Um, so yeah, it'll only get me so far though. Um, so let's get back to let's get back to you, Marcus, with uh, the uh, the F nine hundred Cup. Then is mm. is the F nine hundred Cup then a stepping stone to something, or is it right? This is even regardless of how successful I am. This is I'm I'm going to do this now for a few years. Uh, it's to see what happens, kind yeah. of thing. Um, obviously, racing is expensive, so it all depends on if sponsors stay on board, mm. really, because I can't afford to do this without the help of sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be back at Emory if everyone pulls out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just to see what happens. I've just decided to put everything into it, try my best, and see where it takes me, really, um, and then see what happens. Be nice to get a good result and maybe move on to something else like British Supersport or something. Maybe step up. I don't know, um, but it it just depends. It depends yeah. on funding, how well I do. If I it, say if I enjoy it and I want to do it another year, or I've got the bike, and I I'm ready. Yeah. So, have, that's... have they announced how long it's going to run for? Have they got a contract in place for it? Is it? Uh, I think they've got three years. Yeah. Uh, sorted. So it's definitely around for three years. Mm. Uh, they'll be looking to keep it on. I think as well after that. Hmm. I think one of the key things that you said there, Marcus, which a lot of people don't, or or they probably think it, but they forget to say it, is have fun. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's the main thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I learned that from racing when I was younger. Yeah. I didn't have fun, and I hated it, and I didn't want to do it. I re- I remember coming in from races and crying my eyes out like a little baby, saying to my dad that I don't I don't want to do it anymore. Hmm. But because it cost so much money, and we were there, you were invested. Yeah. You kind of had to. Yeah. push on and I just I weren't mentally strong enough to to do it really um but now it's all about just enjoying it uh, if you're enjoying it you you can go well as well yeah yeah exactly yeah when you start trying too hard and it's not really what you want to do you your results don't come either so yeah. it kind of works hand in hand doesn't it you've got to have fun to to get the good results otherwise what's the point yeah <laughs> just have fun if there is no fun there is no good result no, exactly. In essence, yeah. you, you can't. Happy riders, a fast rider. Yeah, you can't. The, the you, only, the only one that probably didn't apply to was probably Carl Vogerty. I'm yeah, sorry, I, he, remember, he, I remember hearing he an interview no with him like, "I had never had fun." Like, yeah, yeah. If, if I wasn't winning, I wasn't having fun. Which <laughs> that's Carl Vogerty for you, right? So, to be fair, I had a pretty miserable year last year. Um, Me too. But I, I, I can finish mid pack or even towards the back and come off the track smiling, thinking I've had fun. As long as I know that the bike has performed perfectly, I've done everything that I could. You know, what I mean? it's but if yeah. if I if I come off feeling like I've shortchanged myself, that's then when I fucking hate it. I despise it. And yeah, if you've given it your all, it don't matter if you finish twentieth or first. If yeah. you put everything into it and yeah. you've enjoyed yourself, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we go racing for, isn't it? Yeah. I know winning's good, but it's it's not everything. Do you know what I no. mean? Yeah. I think when we were racing at Mallory, Jamie's about to experience this. As soon as I as soon as I experienced those podium finishes, that's all I wanted. I yeah, just yeah, want, yeah. I wanted Black more and, Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I was in my rookie season then as well. So I didn't need I didn't need to place. I just needed to see the checkered flag. Yeah. But because I was pushing so hard, I made so many mistakes. Um, and yes, some of them cost me in bike parts, and some of them cost me in embarrassment. 
But yeah, I there was a lot of times when I left Mallory Park feeling really deflated. And it's because I I just wanted to be at the sharp end too much. That was me last year with the yeah. Super Twin. Yeah, I just we had a lot of mechanical issues and stuff like that. That just stupid crashes from me trying too hard. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. That's so. why I had. Wait, were you at? Um, I think it was round six. It was the June meet, and I went I went out in the Mallory. I went out in. The, in fact, it wasn't the Mallory Trophy. It was the the rookies. So the rookies out. Um, and I, I put in a P2 and there was about five minutes left of the session and I thought, you know what, I'm going to push here. So I kicked on a little bit and I took a, a slightly different line through Edwina's and unbeknown to me, the CBs had been out the race, uh, the qualifying practice before, dropped a bit of oil and my rear touched it and uh, it literally launched me straight at the moon. So I've landed f- flat on my back thinking, oh my God, that kind of hurt. Got scooped up, taken to the, the medical centre. And I, I must have been in there 40 minutes getting the old concussion checks and all that kind of stuff. And they wanted to cut my leathers off. And I was like, no, I don't need it. I'm all right. I'm all right. And uh, as the adrenaline started to come not wear down, I'm that I'm lit, sat on this bed. And do you know Gaz Broughton? Uh, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, so Gaz Broughton did exactly the same thing as me um, on the uh, on his 600 qualifying for that and uh no sorry it was his twin he high-sided his twin so you might have been in that race actually probably in that, yeah. in that practice session um anyway he's walked in with his with his missus he's done exactly the same thing as me hips all bruised up all that kind of stuff and he's like ah, it smells nutty in here and i'm like now you mention it it does doesn't it and i'm like what the fuck's and then nurse is like right rich you're free to go blah 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 and as i stood up I had to pick my leathers off my ass, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" And uh, yeah, my, one one of the biggest lessons I learned in my rookie season was go to the toilet before you race. It was the thing is though, it was the impact. It wasn't through fear or anything like yeah. that. It was the sheer impact of landing flat on my back. Yeah. It just I've done the same thing. <laughs> it's fucking I've horrible. It. I've done it. I high sided a one two five at Pembrey. You know, the, I don't know if you've been the long left. Um, I went on the rumble strips on the outside and it literally just high-sided me. Yeah. I landed straight on my back and I didn't know until I was in the hospital in Wales. And I'm like... It's mad, that? isn't it? <laughs> and my dad went next to me and I went, Dad, I think I've just shit myself. Like, in the crowd. <laughs> and he was like, you're joking. I was like, no, I think I have, yeah. And then I was like, I'm trying to keep it quiet. And a nurse walked in and he goes, um, he, he thinks he's pooed himself. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, they, they cut the levers off me. And I was like, oh, it just got stronger and stronger. I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> see, I, 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 see I, I just toddled off to, I, I said to the nurse, I said, can I just borrow your toilet before I go? So she's like, yeah, all right. So I went into the toilet, quickly took my boxes off. And I just left them in sharp spin. So if the if the if, if the listening if the listening to this, the shitty pair of boxes in sharp spin, it's me. I'm sorry. Oh man. Yeah, no, I had the embarrassment of a nurse passing me a bucket of water and a sponge and all that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. not good. Right. Not what's nice. what's been your most embarrassing mistake, Jamie? Uh in racing or just in general? No, in racing, what's your most embarrassing mistake? 
I've, I don't think I've had too many, to be fair, uh, or, or any that I can really think of. Um, it's not happened yet, then. No. No. It's sticking in your mind if it, if it had happened. No, I haven't. Uh, no. What about nothing, you, Tom? Nothing I can think of, no. I've said it before. I know, know exactly which one mine is. It's uh, crashing on the warm-up lap at Oliver's Mount. Fair one. Right, right in front of everyone. Right <laughs> at the start line, the last little right-hand corner. And it was, yeah, it was in the drive. I had cold Dunlop tyres on. And I thought I'd give her a little squirt on the side, side of the tyre, yeah, get some heat in her. And, yeah, just pirouetted around on me, the most pathetic crash of my life. And uh, <laughs> right in front of everyone, right in front of my dad, I just pushed the bike to the side and I just walked away. I was like, oh, my God, how embarrassing. Yeah. But, yeah. But- oh, but my brother. So he put a new um, new visor on out in Spain and he had the uh, he had the, the old visor sticker on, on, the, on, the, on the visor. And I told him, you're going to take it off now, aren't you? He said, no, no, I'll take it off before I go out. And he forgot, didn't he? He got to the end of pit lane and he still had the visor. <laughs> Silly bugger. Yeah, bless him. Very it good. might have gone faster. He should have kept it on, I reckon. Yeah. I'll tell you another one that I had. Um, I went out on, uh, the, I think Metzler just brought out the TD slicks. And being a tight-ass Yorkshireman like yourself, I was like, right, you know what? These are, You can flip them for a start, so I'm going to give them a bash. I'm not producing massive, uh, massively fast times. So went out and on a set of TD slicks, I posted my fastest ever lap around Mallory, posted a 56 and then promptly stoved it at the hairpin. Um, it was the slowest get off I've ever had in my life. It was like I just laid it. I was on my knee, but the bike was going that slow. It didn't have the, in- the inertia for me to be able to lift it back up again. So we just lit. Yeah, we just tippled over. The bike didn't even stall. I've stood up and the bike's doing fucking pirouettes around me. And uh, that, is it Prescara Productions? I think I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, those wankers fucking filmed me. So, <laughs> <laughs> literally, you could put that music to it. <laughs> Bastards. Uh, but I was leading the race at that point as well. I was fuming myself. But I, th- I think all it was was the, I think that those TD slicks. They've got a very wide operating window, temperature-wise, and it was a hot day. And I think that I just pushed them beyond what the. They the work. They work. Yeah, they don't work so great in there when they when they get massively hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard a few people. I've never I've never used them, but I've heard that. Yeah, uh, they just attract their tire, really, are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I I was I was track day pace, like fast group track day pace. Um, but for some reason, I pulled it out of the bag and was able to go well that, that weekend. Too well. Never mind. <laughs> so, Jamie, have you got some questions lined up? Yeah, I do, yeah. Okay, you ready? I want to ask you one question, but you, but we, 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 we touched on this a little bit earlier. Rich asked if he was ready for some questions, and we, he started laughing, and uh, he said, you know, are you looking forward to be asked what type of um, porn you watch? And he said, I don't watch porn. Anyone who says I don't watch porn is an absolute liar. <laughs> absolute liar. So I'm not going to ask you that question. You know the missus is going to be listening to this. That's right. exactly, exactly what it is. Do you know? Yeah. She'll listen to this on Friday, and then Friday evening they'll get in from work, and she'll just open the door, people red around and go, you still masturbate? <laughs> and he'll be like, shit, what do I say? What do I say? And you can't, you, if you come clean, you get it in the neck. And if you lie, she knows you're lying. So, 
I won't ask that question. Um, okay, so uh, which corner of track in the UK could you, would you get rid of and why? Probably a hairpin at Mallory Park. I hate I like that it, corner. Man. I'm not a fan. I, 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 I just don't, don't like it. Mainly for Rich's reason of tippling over. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a, not a nice corner. Back in 2010, 2000, I got, I got banned from track days from that corner. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you do a Josh Brooks, did you? I was just going to say that. <laughs> my, first, my first ever track day, and um, I was... Uh, I joined after through the day. I turned up to watch me watch me pal, and he was like, "Why don't you have a go?" So I jumped on his well, paid, obviously, jumped on his bike, and I was doing a um, sighting lap. You know when they say like, you know, "We'll follow me," and then you can follow. I will follow you, and um, I followed him, and he waved me on. And I just, in my head, I didn't think for one minute he was thinking, you know, I'll, I'll sit behind you and, and see how you go. So I just went for it. Didn't. Didn't understand the concept of a track day at all. I just thought it was a race. Got to that air pin, dropped it down to first, and stamped on the rear brake. Rear brake lit up and locked up. Tucked into that tight right. And I think I think about four people came off as a result. <laughs> um I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, lifted the bike back up and I started started going through and, and uh was was it bus stop the next one isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. and then round that is it devil what's the left that was devil's elbow devil's elbow and, and come flying down that and then um whoever it was this 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 marshal who um he 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 came flying up on the outside and on the right hand side and uh started waving me down and he starts he starts having a right go at me so I'm thinking what's fuck's his problem I followed him back round into the into the pits, and he he just fucking started having a right go at me, and uh, he said to me, "Get off! You're not you're not going back out." Um, and then he said, "He said I don't ever want to see you here again." And I just thought I've, I was I was quite aggressive back then. I was big, and I was in the gym all the time, and I was all, I was, I thought I'm going to fight him. And he was like, "No, no, no, no leave it. It's all right, you know, he's in the right. I'm he's in the fight him." He's in the right. <laughs> He's in the right. And uh yeah, that was it. I think I didn't go back there for a for a very long time. I was quite I think yeah, that was that was my most embarrassing moment there. Yeah. Everyone everyone watching me and uh, the more people watch you, the more you don't want to be seen you want, losing. You just want the but ground you, to swallow you up. I'm surprised. If I fight him, I'll win this. What about the blokes that you knocked off? Did they not come and fire? No, that's, that's <laughs> not, maybe they were carted off or something. I don't know. <laughs> if you're listening and that was you, um, I do apologise. I didn't know any different. Um, I was young and silly, and um, I'm very sorry if, if you're listening and that was you. Uh, next question. Who's your real-life hero? Um, real-life hero? What do you mean, like racing wise, or just in general, or yeah, you, you, someone... idol. Yeah, idol. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's... Never been asked that. I don't know. Um, idol. You don't. You don't have to have one. But you, know, you, lot, you mentioned you do. mentioned Foggy earlier, didn't you? Foggy, yeah. When I was younger, I don't know. I guess recently more. I don't know if this is going to cause a bit of upset. I quite. I'm interested in. Uh... 
like uh, the mentality of Mark Marquez. I, I watch quite a lot of videos on how he prepares for racing and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I admire what he does. So I'd probably say Mark Marquez, really, but not really an idol. It's more of just yeah, an appreciation. An appreciation of how much work he puts in yeah. on and off track, sort of thing. Well, so, where have you watched that? Where, what, what, what's that on? Just YouTube and stuff like that. And then he brought out a like a, a series documentary thing on, I think it was Prime Video recently. I don't know if anyone's watched that. No, not after uh, that. No, not, not. But yeah, that's quite interesting. It goes through, it starts at his accident that he had with his arm. Yeah, yeah. And what he went through behind the scenes, all his surgeries and stuff like that, and training and getting back to it. So, Is that free know? on Prime or do you have to pay for it? Uh, I mean, I've got like Prime, Amazon Prime for like deliveries and shit, and it yeah, comes yeah. with that. So, all right, that, sweet. I, I'm guessing it's only like six quid or something. So it's not hard. So, uh, but yeah, definitely York, a good watch. Yorkshire mind on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd probably say, yeah, Mark Marquez, just from what he's been through and what he's come back from and stuff like that. So, yeah. If you had to sleep with either of these two, which would it be? Theresa May or Margaret Thatcher? Fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck her. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Manufacture alive or dead though? Um, well, <laughs> that makes it a bit easier. <laughs> uh, alive, alive. Oh god, Margaret Thatcher would be quite assertive, wouldn't she? Yeah, She'd probably smack you a bit. Yeah, a few kidney punches and donkey punch. Uh, I don't think I'd like a donkey punch, really. She'd probably be into pegging, wouldn't she, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably say Theresa May, she's probably just happy to be touched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <goody. laughs> um, okay, uh, do you have a lucky thing or a ritual or something you do before you start a race? Um, I do the same thing before every race. Um, it's kind of like a, a bit of a routine. Um, it's mainly just stretching and a bit of warming up. Um, sit and visualize that, that's a big help. Uh, I definitely notice a difference from not doing it to doing it. Um, mainly just that, really. I don't really do anything abnormal. I just any I super, superstitions like left glove, right glove first, or yeah, no, no. no. No, I used to. I always used to put my left boot on first, but I kind of made a point of not doing that mm. just to try and get get out of it. And I haven't, I haven't done it for a little bit now. I just put whatever on. It was left boot, left glove all the time, mm. and then yeah, I just stopped, got out of it. Wow. Um, they were saying, didn't they? Uh, superstition brings bad luck because you end up if if you end up not doing it, or if you end up focusing on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's all in your head, and it? it's all mental. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, no, okay. just yeah, breathing. Uh, if I'm feeling a little bit stressed or anything, I'll try and slow my breathing down. Missed a really important one. Go for a poo. Go for a poo. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, raise their poos. <laughs> I've like three before putting your levers on. Dude, does anyone else do that as well? You just, you know, I don't know, Jamie, stage fright poo or whatever. Jamie, I'm telling you, 
get in the habit of going for a pre-race poo? No, I do. I do. That's what I'm asking. If it's if everyone else does it, I'll take photos of myself. Do- I'll I'll send you a Snetterton. A I don't. I don't need. Bed. I do not. <laughs> do not need a poo pic. <laughs> my, my, I do that and I post it like on on Facebook or, or whatever. Saying I'm at, I'm at Snetterton. This was last year. I'm at Snetterton and my sister of all people see it. And she's like, why the fuck are you such an idiot? She's going, <laughs> everything I do on Facebook, I tend to do because I want, you know, I like that comedy value. I, 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 a reaction. Yeah, I want people to think, oh, that was funny. Not necessarily that I'm funny, but, you know, if someone's having a bit of a crap day or whatever, just a bit of a giggle at something. And every time I do, I write something that is mildly offensive or upsetting or challenging in any way, shape or form, it's, it, my sister finds it. She's she's younger than me. Um, she's in her early twenties, and she's the last person I want to see you me write the it. things I do. Yeah, the last person, and she always does. Right, so I'll have to. I think I'll have to. Stop. Probably have to unfriend her then. It'll be the algorithm on Facebook, won't it? Because as he's posting, he'll be like, right, "What's your sister's name?" Ellie. Yeah, he'll be like, oh, I really hope Ellie doesn't fucking see this. Facebook's like, ah, oh, watch this, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, last question. I'm going to ask this one because I know someone's listening and, and they're, they're gagging me to ask this. Um, who do you think would win a fight between Batman and Spider-Man? You want to say Spider Man? You want to say Spider Man? Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. He's got to be. He's like beaten. Has he beaten worse people than Spider uh, than Batman? Yeah. yeah. I'm not really into superheroes sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, Spider Man. Ryan will be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You better not say that white privileged bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said that. Thank you very much. Yeah, sound Spider-Man. The uh, that first that first question when you were talking about um like rookie mistakes and stuff like that. Today I was at Alton Park with Aaron and uh, I saw one mental rookie mistake. Um you know as you come down from Hilltop into his chicane. So guy there has missed his break missed his breaking point, run straight on, and instead of going through that sh- that chicane that they make out of the bollards and then and then Yeah joining the circuit again. He stopped the bike, done a three-point pedal turn. No, he didn't. And then gone against the flow of fucking traffic to rejoin the circuit and got... I was like, what the... Mind, mind blown. You I, see all sorts on track days, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I was once on, uh, on a track day at Donington Park and uh, some guy's bike broke down. So he pulled up, uh, exiting Redgate, Put his bike on the side stand and walked off. What? Just just left it on the side of the track. When you're accelerating out of Redgate, you're quite near the curbs. Mm. Yeah, he left it just off the curbs. So basically, firing line. There was a guy. There was a guy did that at um, Bedworth a couple of years ago, wasn't there? I think his chain had come off or something like that. And instead of freewheeling off the circuit, he just let it come to the stop on the racing line and just put it, put his bike on the side stand and bugged Jeez. out. And then there's another guy at uh, Grey Mill Bend at Brands Hatch as well. His mate had come off, so he, he stopped to check on his mate to see if he was all right, put it on side stand. And... <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. 
try the flask out as well while you're at it, kid. You know what I mean? I think someone told me about that, actually. But, yeah, as long as no one gets hurt, we can I laugh see... about it, can't we? Where was I? Oh, was it? It was Snetterton. You've got the last right-hand corner, um, long right-hand corner before the very tight left that goes on to um, the start straight. And uh, I was there last year doing a track day, and there was these Polish lads all all, all turned up. And one of them had crashed into another. Uh, and they'd both gone off the track and weren't a big crash. They just kind of like went onto the grass and then bikes dropped. And as I'm coming around, I've looked up and I've just seen them fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> right next to the track. Like not 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 like, you know, going anywhere for to sit and chill out or be safe or whatever. Now we're gonna have a fight here. <laughs> you know? But that that's that's a day. Um I literally went with my road bike just to see how my wrist held up, especially under braking and stuff like that. Because you can't you can't replicate braking on a circuit on the road. You, you you just can't do it. Um, so I had a word with the the organisers, and they they let me tag on. I, I said, look, I'd, I'm quite happy going at novice pace. So I just chuck me on the back of the novice group, and I just want to see how my wrist holds up. And uh, there was one lad came off. Um, and it was lit. There were there were a group of them that were all clustered really close together. Now novices aren't used to being in that close proximity, um, synchronized riding, as it were. Um, and one of them, I think, hit a false neutral. The other one grabbed a fistful of front, panicked, washed out the front wheel. The bike slid into the back of the bike in front of him. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of red faces. Um, so on that on that note, Marcus. If you could think of three tips to give novice riders or people new to racing, what would they be? And I know that I've just thrown that on you. Yeah, but, <laughs> just drop but, it on me. Yeah, but given given what this podcast's supposed to be all about, I, I don't know. Oh, guys, do you want to chip in as well? What what's what's your three tips that you'd give to newcomers to track riding or racing? Don't ride a bike um, that's beyond your limits. I'd say. Yeah, start off on a smaller, smaller powered bike and work your way up. Yeah, yeah, I think CB five hundreds are quite good to start on as well because mm. you learn corner speed and mm. everything like that. So I think they're they're like an ideal starter bike out there. There's a lot of people out mm. there that just buy a thousand cc bike and go track day and then think they're Valentino mm. Rossi sort of thing. So yeah, I don't and, know. And then again, with with sorry, 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 Mark, just going front front of you there, but. So, say with the bike that you have, rather than spending absolute fortunes on performance parts, just work on yourself and work on your riding before, basically be able to outride the bike before you go and search for performance gains. Do, yeah. do, you, know what, do you know what I mean? Just just absolutely be yeah. ragged, ragging the nut out of that, that spec, of, spec of bike before you... you Take your time and, and, and work on your, your positioning on the track and mm. without pushing yourself. And yeah, that's what I'd, I'd say that. Concent- uh, I think concentrate on your lines, not your times. Yeah, yeah. Because if you get your lines right, the times will come anyway. Yeah, yeah. just flow. Yeah, just, just, just take it easy. Don't rush. Don't rush corners. Yeah. Um, don't think you have to break later than you feel comfortable breaking. Um, yeah, just take it easy, really. Yeah. Uh, if you focus on your lines and your breaking points and stuff like that, everything will just get. Gradually, later and later, you'll be able to get on the throttle earlier and earlier. Um, it just comes natural, yeah. sort of thing. 
I, th- I think another one as well is learn how to feel what your bike's doing. Yeah, you're not just riding a bike. You you need to almost become at one with it. So, yeah, you you need to be able to understand what's happening underneath you. And the only way that you can do that is through your contact points, so your hands, your ass, your your feet. Mm. And I think going with that as well is tire pressures. Mm. Make sure your tire pressures are right because it's it's definitely um, on track days. I once went on a track day and I actually left my tire pressure gauge at work. Yeah, and I didn't have one, and I walked around near enough eight, ten local people around me, and not one of them had a tire gauge. Yeah, and I was sh- so shocked at that because how important is it to get your your tire pressures right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that affects the feeling you get mm. on the bike. Um, and well, if your tire pressures are right, if it's too high or whatever. You can you can crash, it can cause yeah. an accident. Yeah, a lot uh, of people set their tire pressures from hot temperatures from the from the warmers. Yeah, but on a, on, a, on a cold day or a hot day or, or different ambient temperature, different track temperature. Yeah, it's it's all about your your tire um, pressures when when you come in off track. So basically, from a hot lap, you need to be taking your tire pressures there and then. Yeah, because it, just, it can be different. It can always be different depending on on yeah yeah. But that's what, that's what I generally do, and then I adjust my hot temperatures off the warmers to account for that. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably maybe yeah, getting a little bit more technical. Hugely important. Um, and if you don't know, go and talk to the the tire guy that's at the track days or the race meeting, and just see what they recommend. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, massively important. Something that's quite overlooked, I think. Yeah. Hmm. I think I think as well when when you come into this new, you. Th- you know that you don't know anything, but you think that everybody around around you knows everything. Mm. And I, I don't think it's the case. I think there's there's guys who've been racing 10 plus years would say, actually, I'm still learning every time I do every time I go on the bike. Mm. Um so yeah, it's there's no such thing as a stupid question. Mm. But then again, don't believe everything everyone tells you. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of bullshit yeah. out there. Well, people that yeah. think they know what they're doing. I mean, the, but... there's always people there like Dean Ellison coaching and stuff like that. Mm. Like, if there's anyone to ask, if, you, if you're mm. worried about anything, he's not going to give you a wrong answer, is he? No. no. Uh, just find someone like that rather than just asking the guy next door that thinks he knows everything. Sort of yeah. He'd probably tell you the answer that you need to hear, not what he, you know, he yeah. would expect to hear himself. Yeah. He's a good judge of character and, and a good judge of your ability. So if you went and said, you know, this is what I'm feeling or how do I do this? I think he'd very much understand what you as an individual need to hear from him. Yeah. That I think another, another thing for novice riders as well is body positioning uh, because that can obviously help you. A lot, a lot of riders seem to get scared and stiffen up. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially if I don't know, you're trying to break a little bit later. You're pushing yourself in that area, and then you, you kind of feel like you're running on a little bit. I, th- I feel like your body position can help finish the corner off a little mm. bit, even if yeah, you're yeah. running wide. You can definitely make it a lot easier on yourself by getting your body in the right position rather than mm. just sat bolt upright. Yeah, and, and, and your eyes as well. And tr- yeah, look, look into the corner, look round yeah. the corner, uh, and just just loosen up. Don't don't ride tight. Yeah. I think there's a lot of road riders as well who come and do track days. They'll ride with the feet in the cent the the center of the foot, so just in front of the heel. That's yeah. on, that's on the that's on the footrest, and the arms are quite straight. 
Whereas the you need that flex in your elbows and to be on the balls of your feet. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's just one very mi- minor uh, change of your body position that actually does shitloads for feel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Everyone just assumes that you don't use your whole body on a bike and like, oh, what, you're, yeah. you're sat on a bike? Well, you don't have to be fit to ride a bike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just holding on. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Right, one thing that I once I got a message uh, from a guy called Richard Holdsworth. Um, he's the dad of Joe Holdsworth, and I, I'm just going to give Joe a bit of a shout out if you guys mind, because uh, Joe's had nothing but shit luck for uh, the past few seasons now. Um, he he bought an R6, uh, first spin out on it, got speared at the old hairpin at Donington. I broke his- that. I was supposed to go meet him that day. Uh, yeah, broke his wrist, sidelined for that full season. Uh, then he went and had a dabble in uh, BSB. That didn't work out, so he dragged the R6 back out again, went back to Donington, crashed again, old hairpin again, same wrist, broke that again. Uh, so that was the end of 21. Um, and then this season, he's gone to Anglesey last weekend with World 100. Uh First session out on the bike, massive high side, and uh, yes, yeah, snapped both his wrists. Yeah, so um, all I can say is get well, uh, get well soon, Joe, and yeah, heal up, and up, up to see you back on your bike soon, dude. Bad run of luck, that in it. Mm. Yeah, like, you can order these. You can order these things off Amazon now that instead of masturbating with your hands, you can use this <laughs> like it's like a pump. <laughs> Um, uh, that that'll get you by, mate. That'll get you by. You are all, <laughs> you are all heart. Fucking. <laughs> well, for him, got two broken wrists. It's got to be bad on it. Yeah. How's he going to get on there and off though? How's he going to what? Sorry, gonna, I'm just trying to work out the physics of he's it. Gonna to, she's going to have to. have to get on him. <laughs> <laughs> No, his his dad said that um so he's morphined up and all that kind of stuff. They've had to they're having to go in and operate on both wrists. I think he's getting quite a lot of pinning and all that kind of stuff done. But they don't know when that's gonna happen yet. And obviously because of what he's gone over the past couple of seasons, he he's he's lower than a snake's belly. So I, I think what would be a class thing to do, jumping on the bike, heading up that way and sitting down and doing a face to face podcast with him. Because that six months that I've had out injured, it was fucking horrible. And and to be honest, it's that that's made me start this podcast. Because it's it's not the racing that I missed as much as the community itself. And when you sat at home and you're injured and it's a big injury, yeah, you've still got your mates around you and all that kind of stuff. But just being involved in the paddock, it, yeah, I, I massively miss that. And I, from what speaking to Joe's dad, I think that's what he's missing as well. So, yeah, I think get him on this podcast and get him involved. What do you reckon, boys? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah get it done. What, what's your uh, what's your call for the top three in the championship then, Marcus? It's kind of hard to say because I've not really... I don't know a lot of the grid sort of thing. On that entry list, I've not really seen... I only know a few names. Uh, it's, it's an absolute blank canvas, isn't it? Yeah, you don't know. I mean, we... we turn up to round one and have a massive surprise mm. uh well 
everyone probably will think so, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've got you got to say Coop, Coops is going to be in the top three. You'd like, to oh say, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. Um, oh, you got uh, the... what, who do we say earlier? Robert Neely. There might be somebody who just clicks with that bike and it's yeah. like, holy fuck, where the, where's this kid come from? Yeah. Because it, it does happen, doesn't it? Talking to kids, you've got the Smith brothers that did um, Junior Super Sport last year. Yeah, and they were quick out in Almeria. I think they were, they were obviously being lighter riders as well is going to help them. There's not a weight limit, is there at all? No. A lower or an upper weight limit? That's obviously nope. with, with Rich Cooper and, and whatever. There's going to be. I think there's a weight limit on the bike, but not not rider. Mm. I'm going to say me, obviously. Got him, <laughs> yeah. You got well. you got back. You said. Uh, I'll I'll say out of the people I know, I'll probably go me, then Richard Cooper, and then whoever else. <laughs> Dom Herbertson. <laughs> Dom Herbertson. Dom, uh, yeah, we'll put Dom in there, but I don't know. Who knows? It, it's kind of a free for all, isn't it? Obviously. Cooper's going to be quick. We 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 talked about him a lot, but it's obvious he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dom can ride a bike. Rob McNeely can ride a bike. The Smith twins—they seem to have gelled quite well with it quite quickly. Uh, Are you going to beat Troy Corsa? Damn right. You don't know. I mean, he still rides, doesn't he? So he's going to be still handy. He's a two-time X World Champion, so mm. he's he's going to be fast. Who are the other circuit? Or? Hmm? Is that on the GP circuit or is it the Indy? Yeah, GP. Yeah. GP. Who's the um, Who's the other BMW ambassadors that they could wheel out? I don't know. Michael Rutter's coming for the first two rounds, isn't he? So... Scott Redding. Scott Redding. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> he like he likes his BMW, doesn't he? Oh, Rutter. Yeah, he's doing first two rounds. Yeah. Yeah. He did. I I raced him in at Silverstone last year. He looked good. He yeah, just looks so still smooth. Still no matter what, no matter what he's riding, it just looks like he's not trying. He's just just riding around for yeah, a Sunday yeah. ride, but mm. quick with it, you know. Right, it's same as John McGuinness. Mm. It's yeah. I can't believe it when I at Stars of Dali and watched John get off the bike and he not even broke into a bead of sweat. Like freaking bastard. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> they get off. They get off the bike and they're just so calm. They're not like I get off. I am fucking dying, like breathing out of my ass, panting. Need to lie down and stretch out and fucking sit on some sort of torture device to fucking feel normal. And and they just get off and they just gracefully fucking step off a bike like they've just got out of fucking bed or something. <laughs> I don't understand it. I think that's true, isn't it? Natural I think it's. Then. I think it's called experience. Mm. All them years <laughs> in it of riding and being bike yeah. fit. That is mu- muscle memory as well, isn't it? Yeah. So what about the um, what about the other the other championships in BSB then? Because obviously you're going to be in the paddock, you're going to be paying attention to it. Yeah, I mean, Super Sport seems to be a bit of a free for all, doesn't it? Mm. It's like no one wants that championship; everyone's leaving. All, all front runners. I mean, did you ben. see that about Luke Stapleford? He's uh, not. Gonna yeah, yeah. Know, it's G- Gay funded and stuff, but I think there's more to that than meets the eye. I think there's going to be another announcement made. Right. I don't. He I don't. Just know, didn't I don't, want to be on a Kawasaki. I don't think. I, I. I don't know. I don't know why. And I've got no information to back up what I'm saying. I've. I've just got a gut feeling. Yeah, gut yeah. feeling. It's that late in the day for that something like that to happen. Because mm. um, he was Aquatics on the Gearlink bike or on a Gearlink bike, and he was rapid. He was bloody quick. 
So, yeah, something's obviously happened. Another guy with loads of experience. Seems to be able to jump on anything. He, he Didn't he do mm. um, Dot Thousand at Assen a few years ago on a Suzuki? And he were right up there. Did he win? I think he won that race. He could well have done, yeah. He, he, seemed, he seems to be a bit like Cooper. He just he can do a wild card ride on anything, jump on it and be quick. Yeah, and be yeah. quick, yeah. yeah. But he, did, he did do World Supersport, didn't he, for a, a yeah. season or two? Yeah, on the Triumph, I think. Mm. Yeah. Ben Curry, though, on that ben Ducati. Curry, yeah, on that Ducati. Oh, I was just about yeah. to say that. How nice oh. is that? That looks more trick than a superbike does. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a weapon. But it's more to go losses, wrong. Isn't it? Uh, well, you got last week's guest, Ryan Garside. He's doing it full season. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron's doing it. But he's, he's doing, the season. Yeah, he says he's doing two rounds, but today, the way we're kicking off about his Pirellis, he, he really doesn't like them. What was he running before? He uses Dunlops. Oh. He's not going to like Pirellis then. No. <laughs> um, he, he came in off a session today, put it onto the left-hand left hand side of the tyre and said the back felt like there were loads of grip and then it just went. Mm. Um, there's a big adjustment period yeah, yeah. I, was, I went from Dunlop to Michelin and Dunlop is it's just its own tyre there's nothing like it it's, it's its own tyre and there's a lot more I don't know more, more, they've both got feel in their own ways you've just got to get your head around it and, and how it produces it yeah I, I, I think the Dunlop progressively lets go of its grip whereas the Pirelli's got shed loads of grip and then it's got none mm. And it squidges. The sidewall is so flexible. Yeah, yeah. It it pushes into the tunnel. And I suppose there's a degree of um, suspension adjustment to allow allow for that and 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 riding just what it feels like and getting used to it. Yeah, yeah. But I I think BSB is going to be really good this year, and and I'm particularly looking forward to seeing what happens with now that there isn't the showdown, as it were. Um, Obviously, be a bit closer. Yeah, this new points format because. Last year, when there was all the furore and all that towards the end of the season, the thing that I looked at was it doesn't matter whether you're at the front or at the back, everybody's trying to secure a race budget for what would have been this season. So nobody is going to go, well, I'm out I'm out of the showdown, I'm just going to ease off. Because it's at that point in the season where all the conversations are happening in the paddock, the hospitality units are full of prospective sponsors for the following year. You know what I mean? Everyone is going to push. Yeah. Um, and when when it was on social media, people coming out with "Oh, he's got no right, no right competing" and all that kind of stuff. Nah, it it that's fucking wrong. It for it to be an eight horse race at the end of the season, I, I think that completely undermines or did undermine the championship. Um, so I, I think the call that BSB have made and Stuart Aix with with this point system, I think they've they've nailed it on the head. I think. Yeah, yeah, consistency out, is key. Yeah. So, I think Carl, Carl's going to be good this year. Carl, obviously, we're we're, we're testing. Yeah. I think Charlie Nesbitt, and there's, there's going to be a few dark horses that are going to come of age. I think. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a hard call, definitely. Kyle's Kyle's been good for a few seasons now, but then it, it goes off the boil for the odd round. Yeah, mm. I think it's just putting it all together, isn't it? Yeah, I think with Brad Brad in the team as well, maybe Brad was getting a little bit more um, attention thrown his way. Which they're going to they're going to concentrate on one rider or, or another, intentionally or not, I suppose. Obviously, the, the team had their, had their own mechanics either side of the of the, the thing. But when your teammates winning all these races, it's going to do his head in a little bit. But now I feel like he's got free reign now. It's, it's his. Who's in uh, OMG with him? 
Ah, Ryan Vickers, isn't it? Vickers, yeah. Yeah. I feel like now he, he's, he's number one rider, isn't he? So yeah. he's got to step up, and I think he has. So far, yeah. obviously, in testing, but testing means nothing really, does it? Yeah. So who's your outside bet? Charlie Nesbitt for me. Yeah. By mid-season. It'll come good for like mid-season onwards, I think. I think mm. it'll, it'll be quick straight away, but it'll definitely be podium then. Yeah. He'll definitely, he'll definitely win a race, I think. I was big, big time surprised, but I've known known Charlie for a little, well, very long time actually. Thinking about it, since he was probably about five, six years old, his nickname was Spud because he just looked like a little potato. Bless him. But, um, yeah, no, the kid's got some talent, some real raw talent. That's obviously been nurtured well, and uh, yeah, it's interesting. That the last three GP two winners are now all in. Uh, British British Superbike. So you've got Jack Scott, Charlie Nesbitt, and Josh Owens. And I think when that class came out, everyone didn't really understand it. But obviously, you've got quite a degree of adjustability within the GP2 class, which then leads itself on quite well to step up into Superbike. Yeah. I think maybe that people are starting to appreciate that kind of thing. That, that Yeah, now. And what I do like about the GP, I know this is, we've just, I've just gone completely off topic, but the GP2 class is, uh, it's a standard engine. So with Supersport, the upkeep on engines is just ridiculous. To get 145 brake out of a 600 engine just costs absolutely fortunes. And then you're refreshing yeah. more often to, to keep, keep the power without it going bang. But the GP2 class is obviously a standard engine. And obviously you've got the initial outlay is a little bit more on the frame and, uh, and, and whatever. But I, I, I see a future in that class, to be fair. I think it's a slightly cheaper racing. It probably is better for for. for grassroots riders coming through yeah have you seen that thing that tony scott's doing yeah 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 very similar yeah it's quite a mm. similar sort of thing it's like uh tune your chassis rather than your engine sort of thing so that's all stock engines isn't it mm. and it makes sense yeah i think the riders coming up in this day and age they, they need to understand it depends where you're going whether you're going same with like a, a prototype type bike like motor gp or but even superbikes now are more prototype than yeah than they used to be. But uh, yeah, it's like Finn. Finn when he plugs his laptop into his junior junior four hundred, like a bike for what twelve year olds up to I don't know what the limit is, but 20, 21 year olds. But he plugs it in and it's got World Super Sport spec electronics in it, and the amount you can do and the amount of data that you can get off of it, um, it's just mind boggling. It's absolutely mind boggling. It's, it's similar to like a a, a superbike. So these kids coming up through through them series are, are having to learn that, and it's putting them in better stead for when they do get on a superbike and they can give better feedback because they're going to understand what the engineers and the, the data technicians are that they're yeah. talking about, really. Yeah, and it is all going that way. I mean, I ride, I jump on a bike, and I go by feel. Like if someone puts suspension pots on my my bike, and and I saw a data graph, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's great, but like, what does it actually mean? What what do I do with that? But I, yeah, I always just go by feel, but these younger riders are being taught how to properly look at data and, mm. and read and yeah. analyze yeah. it. Yeah, the science mm. behind it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, going back, going back to the um, uh, outside bet. Who's yours, Jamie? I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see Vickers do something. To be fair, I, I'm, 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 I'm massively rooting for him. I'm really surprised that neither of you have mentioned uh, Christian Iden. Just about to. <laughs> I, I think it. Thought of that then. I think Ido on that Ducati, like if you consider how close he got with EBM a few seasons ago, and the fact that he's 
just got a very calm and natural demeanor about him. I think that is a partnership made in heaven. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's an outside bet. He'll suit that team. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I honestly don't think he's an outside bet. I, I'd, I'd actually put money on him, mm. but he is getting overseen by a lot of people. I think there's not much chatter going on about him, and you know what? That'll probably suit him as well. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, I think I think Glenn Irwin's got not as an outside bet. I think Glenn Irwin, um, I, I think he'd do well. But Glenn Irwin's got to beat his team, mate. Yeah, I know. And those that PBM Ducati squad, there there is a race there before they even start racing anybody else on the circuit. Um, a lot of pressure on both of them because yeah. they had a shit year last year, that team. So. Yeah. And I, I don't think one's been made the, the lead rider or such, have they? No, I I, 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 I get Bridewell with, on paper is probably a stronger rider, but I don't know. I just, I'd, I'd love, I'd love for Ryan Vickers to, to, to achieve a lot. Um, I've met him. He's made me a cup of tea and, you know, he's, he's a lovely young boy. So I'd really love for him to be able to do something. Um, yeah, Bridewell's probably the, the stronger rider on paper, but I could really see, um, I'd really like uh, Glen Owen to, to, to put it out of the bag. Mm. Lee, Lee Jackson's another one, I think. He yeah. had some really, really good results last year, didn't he? And Alton Park. On that. Yeah, Alton Park, he was class last year. I do like that, 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 that Cheshire Mouldings, Kawasaki. Do you like it? And I think is he the only one riding in that team this year? Is it only a one-man team? Uh, no, uh, Max, Max Cook. Cook. Yeah. Ah, of course. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, yeah. Who again will come on strong towards the end of the year? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really tight, tight, uh, close fought championship. I really do. It's, it's certainly going to be entertaining. It but, always um, seems to be best racing, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, out of any. I know MotoGP's picked up the past couple of years, hasn't it, really? But you can't beat BSB. No. No, no. Uh, MotoGP starts this weekend, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Portugal? Portugal yeah. now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just no. seems weird. It seems weird not being at Qatar. They're doing the last yeah. round at Qatar now, aren't they? That's weird, yeah. Yeah, because normally the first race is under the lights, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, now it's the last one. But I don't know if it... Yeah, I imagine it'll still be under lights. The, yeah. for the last round I imagine I'm not sure if they've moved it to it's Saudi, be a Saudi winter yeah. and it'll either be weather related or money <laughs> money yeah. money related Qatar, the Qataris will just want to throw money at it yes. so that they can have the yeah, they yeah. can have the finale yeah and then someone someone will win it by the second the penultimate round and then yeah it won't be some special <laughs> but Dawn is Dawn is a Spanish company isn't it and traditionally the last round's always been Jerez am I right in saying that Valencia. Uh, Valencia, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. I think all riders moan about that, though, don't they? Yeah. Because it's always cold and wet and shit. And, yeah. yeah. It always seems to be crap weather or quite cold. So mm. I think everyone's always moaned. So that's probably I don't right, really yeah. like Valencia anyway. They, they reckon it's like a car park circuit on a... Um, yeah. A car yeah. Like a car track circuit on a, on a, on a MotoGP bike. Yeah. So... We, on the subject of MotoGP, one of the things that I've thought about doing just for shits and giggles is, um, have you seen the, they've got this uh, fantasy MotoGP? I always register a team every year, but you can create little sub-leagues. So I've thought about creating a sub-league, dropping it onto our socials, 
and we have like a, a late Apex Fantasy MotoGP. I think that's a good idea. If you if you're into that kind of thing, keep an eye out for it. Drop it on the socials, and then feel free to join. And uh, I don't know as the podcast progresses towards the end of the season, we might be able to uh, offer a prize for whoever whoever wins it. Don't know. We'll have to set it up in the next next couple of days, then, Rich, because uh, well, they do that will include the sprint race on Saturday, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll have to make it. Well, it'll go live today. Um, as this go- as this goes out, so yeah, I think we'll launch that. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. What are you eating there, Jamie? That be the microphone. Looks <laughs> 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 sake. Right, I'm just thinking if there's anything that I've missed that because obviously I ain't got show notes to go off. Yes, we have missed something. Has there been a Robin Bastard of the Week, Jamie? I haven't seen any. I haven't. I haven't seen it. Well, it's still quite. It's still cold and and quiet and that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you yeah, wait for the season to start. Yeah, they'll come out. They've been warned against you. Yeah. The word's getting out. It's a good thing. That's it. Although our our famous um, Ian Kirkby, who we who we talked about previously. <clears throat> He has messaged me saying, mate, loving the podcast. I've literally just done my ACU Friday at Snetterton. Hope to race this year at the ripe old age of 47. Good lad. It's, it's a good listen. Are you at Snetterton this weekend? So um, I said I was I was there on the Saturday. He turned up on the Sunday, so we missed each other. But um, yeah, good lad. He's um, he's listened to the podcast. He, he finds it informative and, and, and helpful. And uh, maybe, maybe we've helped inspire him a little bit. Yeah, that's that's mega. Is that? Um, I've had I've had another message as well. Um, that's for funnily enough, somebody else who makes me feel young. Um, he yeah. uh, he, forty six forty six year old doing his ACU this year. Uh, listen to the podcast. Is put uh, find it so relevant and interesting. Not to mention funny as fuck. All the best lads. Uh, he's going racing with NG. Um, but he was going in the rookie class, and he said by the time he came around to try and book the race, it was completely sold out. And I was like, mate, you do realise that just because you're a rookie doesn't mean to say that you have to only do the rookie race. But as long as your bike's eligible and it's open to novice riders, you can go in whatever class. Um, and on the subjects of ACU licences, uh, for all of the who are doing it, I've had quite a lot of messages where people are, worried about the written test or they're worried about uh, being shit on the track as people are putting it. Um, one message that I'd love to get across is nobody is measuring your ability to race a bike when you go on your CTC. They're measuring your ability to be safe. Is yeah. that not safe to say? Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. as, long as, as long as you can follow the direction and you understand what a red flag is from a yellow flag, you'll piss it. So just go and enjoy the experience, ask loads of questions, um, and check your tyre pressures like Marcus says. Um, Are you testing at Donington this weekend, are you? So we're doing Donington this weekend. Uh, We'll head down there Friday afternoon and we're there Saturday, Sunday, and then I think we head straight over to Silverstone. Right. So there's the second BSB test at Silverstone Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So I'm doing both of them. A lot of time off work, <laughs> hard work, self-employed. Uh, so it's like all about trying to fit work in and then go testing. So yeah, yeah. 
20, 26 weeks of 60-hour weeks, so then to be able to reduce to a 20-hour week during race season. And that's it, yeah. So is the is it is it paid entry this weekend? Uh yeah, I think someone messaged Spectator, me the other Spectators day. can get in, can't they? I think it's 20 quid at the gate, I think. Um yeah. Yeah, you spectators can get in. Yeah. When, right. When's the I second test at Silverstone? Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Right, okay. So yeah, we'll probably I think the plan is to stay over at Donington Sunday night and then just drive down to Silverstone Monday, living the dream. Yeah, you got a decent setup now look, for for kipping or are you doing hotels or what? Um gonna be in caravan. I was converting a race truck, but it's uh, a little bit last minute. So not got as far as I wanted with it. So yeah, van and caravan. I've been looking at race vans myself this week. Um because hotels I'll check him out. He's he's won one race and that's it. Now he wants to get all fucking uh, full factory. Yeah, no, what it is is um we was looking at um my son and Danielle both want to come and we've got a dog and we were moaning about whether we would take the bring the dog along or, or whatever. And Danielle said, no, nah, we wouldn't. And that's what we agreed. So um, we were looking at hotels and like Anglesey, for example, would have to go up on the Thursday night, stay Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. And then if we're going up to Anglesey, we'd want to stay there for the Sunday and do something non-racing on the Sunday. And we was looking at hotels and we'd worked out that we might as well just, might as well just buy a bloody race van. Um, so I've been looking at them, but just can't seem to find anything that they're fortunate, well, they? Yeah, they're either they're either really expensive or someone in his shed has bodged a bit of plywood mm. together. Um, and I'm not having someone like that. So. It's weird. You can almost buy at the moment a seven and a half ton truck cheaper than you can a, yeah, a yeah. race van. Oh, you can I if you got a li- if you got a license. Yeah. 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 yeah, well, that's one of the things that's stopping people charging extortionate rates on on the seven and a half ton like vans, uh, trucks, or whatever, is because not a lot of people can drive them. Mm. Whereas everyone can get in a van, can't they? So yeah, exactly. I've been looking at them. So, but there's so many things I want as well. It's uh, the shopping list never ever ends, does it? Never ends. No, no. No. Uh, I um, yeah. I took my bike. I took my road bike apart the other day to fit a quick shifter to it, and obviously to to get down to the coils on a on a blade, you've got to take pretty much the full top end out. Didn't stop um, there, did it? Nah, <laughs> nah. I, I see I, you asking about if people had any decent resets. I was like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, mate. My my list of bits are yeah, um, yeah. There's there's a fair bit that I'm going to do to it. Um, I don't know who's on the side of that door though, so I best keep my voice down. <laughs> Just see the door right opening, <laughs> misses flying in and smacking around the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but having said that, did you see my post on Facebook the other week about? Uh, well, it was the other day about a wedding ring. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so she'd lost a wedding ring and she just casually dropped it in conversation while we were oh, having, yeah, having tea one night. I was like, yeah. how the fuck? If I just casually dropped into conversation that I'd lost my wedding ring, there'd be fucking uproar. I've got my oh, eyes yeah. on, you know what I mean? It'd be right, you're off shagging 25-year-old blondes and all that kind of stuff. The the <laughs> world's about to end. But but no, it comes out of a, a lass's mouth. Yeah, I just lost my wedding ring. It'll be fine. It'll turn up. Oh, has she found it since? Yeah, she has, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just sat there quietly thinking to myself, I love being married to someone that's got fucking no observational skills because I can smuggle in all the parts I want. <laughs> it's mega. 
Marcus, thank you very much for joining us and I wish you the very, very best of luck for this uh, this coming season. No, um, thank you. It's, uh, yeah, I hope you've got that sharp, the sharpener on your elbows because I, I reckon you're going to need it, pal. Yeah, there's going to be some yeah. bar bashing in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's good. looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah. No worries. Uh, Tom, is, is Finn racing with NG this weekend, is he? Yeah, he's away in, he's doing some school trip on the Friday, so he's missing the test day. Uh, but yeah, be back. He'll be on the 400. He's still too young to race. He's 600. He's, yeah. he's 15. So he'll be just doing a little test on the 400. And uh, I'll be there on my six. And also test rad, uh, test rad, testing the S rad uh, 750 that Hardy and Andy have been building for me. So that's going to be experience. It's an absolute work of art. And it's just going to be a. Hold up. A Wait, you all round. You haven't told us about this. Is this for the, nah. is this for the classic? Yeah, for the classic. Yeah. So it's, it's, a work of art it's been it's was started being built alongside michael dunlop's srad built to the same sort of spec not quite as trick but very similar and it should be a weapon should be a weapon nice so where yeah. where, where ng this weekend uh brands the uh, brands so, yeah, only up the road fair one well for you it is for me i might be brands uh what other clubs are racing this weekend um i don't know uh, i think i think it's just M- ng isn't it Oh, in fact, no, yeah. em- Emra. Emra's round round one of Emra. Um, and maybe Darley Moore, for that matter. Because Darley Moore and Emra have got a tendency to clash their meets. But, yeah, if you listen to this and you're racing this weekend, uh, the very best of luck. Enjoy. And we will uh, see you next week. Boys, thank you very much. And uh, I'll catch you later on. Cheers, Take Marcus. Care, thank you. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye.